Today's episode of the 3 O'Clock Parade Podcast is brought to you by Adventure Is Out There Travel. For your Thanksgiving plans, whether you need planes, trains, or automobiles, their free no-obligation quotes will help you find discounts. For information, email Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at AdventureIsOutThereTravel.com. Viva Gaia, and happy Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, gobble. This is Drunk at Disney here in Orlando, and as always, just down the road, we have Rhiannon. Hi. And of course, on the West Coast, the Golden Coast, we have Skipper Dick Ritchie. That's fucking bullshit. That, yeah. Does that sound How right? How was that? Yeah. How was well, that? I, I don't Not notice bad? anything different. I noticed I something different. I know Skipper Dick Ritchie. That isn't Skipper Dick Ritchie. I believe that is Dean from way out on the the Colden Coast. Cold. Wow, really? Right? Wow. Right? Worked hard on that Fucking one. Fucking Richie, dude. <laughs> the Colden Coast. That's like um, Dean from Connecticut. It is chilly and snowy up here. Oh, gross. Yeah, we have, we have frost on the ground. Oh. How else can you cut down a Christmas tree? you got to have snow on the ground. We have people that just ship those in to us. Yeah, it's usually from us. <laughs> well, welcome, Sir, Dean. Welcome to done. the Three O'clock Parade podcast. Last time we tried to have you on, you were—you <laughs> could listen, you but did. you could not speak. I got skyped. I think I was the tenth man in, and Skype can handle nine. So that it's—it's it's nice to actually be able to hear you and talk to you. Well, we're glad to have Same you. Here. Um, for everyone who's listening, Skipper Dick Ritchie would love to have been here, and we would have loved to have Skipper Dick Ritchie as always. But he as is always. traveling to Texas as we speak, and uh, rather than reschedule, we decided to bring in Dean the ma- as a special guest columnist. Big shoes to fill, I'll do my best. But you already got the important part right with fucking bullshit. <laughs> I got the bourbon and ginger ale too, so I think I'm two for two. Mm-hmm. So we're good to go. Skipper Dick Ritchie picked the worst week ever, I think, to be gone because, I mean, seriously, have you guys been paying attention? There's been a lot going on this week. I just see foam, foam, rage, rage, foam, fires, foam, dumpsters on yeah. fire, rage, foam. I mean, this is like, I mean, there's definitely somebody out there with a flamethrower in Disney Twitter just burning things down on one end, and then people are celebrating in other areas. I mean, nobody knows what's going on. Um, just this last weekend, there was the, uh, Desti- was this Destination D? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, so that was Destination D, and several things were announced there that we'll get to. But then also some other things have just come out over the last few days um, here in the Disney World universe that uh, have caught our attention. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, 
Do we start with outrage of the week or do we start with uh, other things? Outrage. Let's just start right into it. Outrage of the sure. week. Or is this outrage of the year? Century. Outrage of the century. Basically what there is, are there the uh, Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland Cabanas have made their debut. It's a real thing. And what are we going to do with this? So basically there are tents in Tomorrowland. Dump that. Dump it. Oh, there's Mark. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Guest appearance. I like it. Another guest appearance. (laughs) So let's just see. First impressions. We'll start with uh, Rhiannon. First impressions when you saw and or heard that there were tents in Tomorrowland called cabanas being sold for roughly, let's say, $650 a day as an upcharge for guests to spend the day in the Magic Kingdom. What was your initial reaction? I think it's just fucking ridiculous. And I'm not one to tell people how to spend their money. If there are people out there who want to do this, that's their business, not mine. But, man, I could think of a lot better ways to spend $650 than this. And I also could think of a lot better ways to spend your day in the Magic Kingdom than in a tent in tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is coming from, and I think a lot of these new experiences are coming from Disney seeing things happen in other areas of entertainment. Like if you go to, let's say, a football game, there are several levels of exclusive areas that you can go to. Clearly, you can go to the same exact football game for $85 and watch the game, or for $2,000, sit 20 rows up in a box that is separate from everyone else and watch it. And I feel like they're seeing this and saying, why can't we just apply this to the parks? That's not equal. In a $2,000 box, you're watching the football game. In a $650 tent, you're not experiencing the Magic Kingdom. You're sitting in a tent. Uh, the yeah, worst part is that it's like the, my... these are blatantly pop-up tents. There Correct. is no thought behind the there actual are... construction of these. They're, they're awful. There are two totally, and I agree, sort of, you know, there's two related topics here. And Dean, you're jumping into to the other one for sure. There's one that is separate, but, separate but unequal areas in the Magic Kingdom. That is Number that is topic A and topic B is holy crap. These things are tense in the magic kingdom. They look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so, this is so I want to usually defend it. And if, Could be. Is that all it is? It's a, it's a retreat, I guess, if you want to like go and rest, but it's a retreat. You're in a fucking tent. Where's it at? Is it like centrally located? No, it's in Tomorrowland, like kind of near Space Mountain. Oh, They're like hidden yeah. behind Space Mountain, basically. So it's yes. not even... Advantageous in that degree. So okay. So I really, in all seriousness, though, I think I really think there are two separate issues here, and they need to be dealt with separately. And one of them, I think, we can dismiss as everybody in the entire world would say these things look like garbage. How could they possibly do this? You know, that's one, and I think we would all agree on that. But then on the other hand, is just the the idea of a separate cabana area. They have them at the water parks. They have them in other areas. I feel like that's kind of where the main debate and the interest lies is because in my head, this is a test. 
they want to put these in the Magic Kingdom, but they're not going to do it without some sort of tangible information, meaning will people rent these? So they're popping these temporary things up now, testing to see if they work, because they're going to refurb Tomorrowland, and they're going to refurb Epcot. And are they going to build these in permanently or not? And that's the question. So the main thing is, are they going to build tiny little private cabanas in all the parks for the guests to go to? I think if they did that and did it in the Disney caliber that they do things, that could be actually amazing. I mean, I'm picturing like Club 33 style, but like instead of a cabana, you have your own like little suite over a shop. How amazing would that be? You want to retreat in the middle of the day to go and like just sit down and get your beverage service or whatever. Yeah. That I would pay for. And people are paying for cabanas on Castaway Key, but that is an island resort where you're supposed to go hang out in a cabana. This is sort of tucked in the corner of a theme park. Now, to be fair, right? So you said it's good for eight people. It's six hundred and fifty bucks, so you're roughly eighty plus dollars a person. The description I saw said that you get cold beverages, snacks, a lockable storage trunk, device charging station, sunscreen, hand sanitizer, insect repellent, a small fridge, a fruit basket, and a one-time delivery of ice cream novelties and desserts. Along with personalized ears and revert, you know the parade and firework view, viewing station stuff. So when you start to think about that as eighty dollars a person, and you're getting drinks and sunscreen and fruit basket and desserts and stuff, personalized cost, ears and personalized ears. attention. You know, so the the cost starts to almost get justified, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you start to say how much should this cost per person, and you hear that list, you're like, okay, it, it should be probably you know thirty to forty dollars a person, and of course Disney has it up over eighty per. But person. that's yeah. assuming you have a party of eight. Oops, that's if you have the party of eight, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. At this point, and this is my thing with the whole thing. When you're looking at this cost, of course, if you're the person that's going to be buying this, you kind of want it to somewhat make sense financially. But that can't be your main focus. You're not trying to get your money's worth. No, this is a luxury. This is a luxury plus. Yeah, this this is it. So this is definitely the same kind of person. Like, you don't get the box at the Tampa Bay Bucks game because you make your money back by sitting up there. It's because you want to say, like, hey, look at me. I'm in the freaking luxury box. (laughs) Exactly. Raymond James Stadium. Like, it's the same freaking game. (laughs) You know, it's like. It's same thing. You're in the same park and these items like ice cream sandwiches and this is already going on in the, in the water parks. So let's so look at that for a second. Elevated. It should be elevated like in the air, you know, like 15 you feet, down 16 upon feet. The so well, you Mark brings up a good point. And you Mark brings up, up a good point. And you look out over the park, right? Then it would be worth something. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think Mark brings up a good point, And I think that, Personally, that's what I think this is getting to. This is phase one. This is the testing, is this going to work phase? Because we already know during this Destination D event, they've already said Epcot is being refurbished in the near future. We already have seen uh, Tomorrowland getting close to this as well with Stitch's Great Escape and other areas getting ready for more refurbishments. I think they're getting ready to put these in if they think it's going to work. So this is just testing real quick. So Mark's right. When they come, they're not going to be tense in in Fantasyland or in Magic Kingdom or, in t- or wherever. 
it's going to be like you said, it's going to be something that looks good and is super envious. Like you're going to want to be up there. (laughs) All right. So now you're looking at something completely different here. All right. So you go to the corporate box world of like the football stadiums, baseball stadiums and all of that. Who can afford to go to those? All right. Who can afford Correct. to go to those? You have corporate Only... people, corporate clients that have those and have control of those. Maybe right. they're the people with the naming rights to that stadium or whatever. So who now has access to that? Okay. So you need to think about that. No, right? you make a good point. That's who does it at stadiums are corporate clients. Right. So can that happen there? Just to throw that That's out. where Club 33 started. Or at least, or maybe that's yeah. still its main draw is it was to be companies buying memberships for their clients. And they just, I, I, I saw another thing today where, and this kind of bleeds into it, and maybe this is sort of the start of it, is a Club 33 in the Magic Kingdom. And this is sort of the same thing. Will, is this part of that? That would be awful. No, I don't don't necessarily agree. No, I think if you can do it so that you're not doing anything to take away from the current guest experience, meaning you're not cutting off areas that we currently have access to, you're just creating areas that we previously did not have access to, and you're making those into these spaces that are, you know, super expensive, membership only, what have you, I don't have a problem with that. Because that just means more money coming into the park that hopefully is going to, you know, not be... A super huge increase on me if they can offset it with getting money elsewhere. And I did hear that same rumor. I, you know, it seems to be stronger now. Club Thirty Three coming to the East Coast, and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. It's anyone who wants to pay their way into that, if that's their thing, and that's how they want to experience the park, go for it. And I feel that way about these tents. At least they're out of the way. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, like you said, though. What, what's going to be next? Because the tents are obviously a test phase. And so how is this going to become permanent in each park? You know, are we going to lose interventions because they're going to become Cabanas yeah. and Epcot? No, seriously. I think, And I think we're hearing these rumors together. Be- I think it's for a reason. I think we're hearing the Club 33 rumor, and I think we're seeing this together for a reason. I think it's a – they're a natural – well, those two things naturally go together. Of course, you'd put these probably in the same vicinity of Club 33. It's going to be an area you go to. And I mean, we're doing, we're seeing the same thing with DVC um, lounges. Yeah, and you got the Chase Visa lounges. You know, the corporations have had lounges in Epcot for years. I mean, this isn't new. So it's interesting to hear, and I, I'm hearing from Mark and from Rhiannon and now from you, Dean, that the idea is not what's bothering you. It's just the the stupid goddamn tents. <laughs> I have a nicer tent in my backyard for a family picnic. I mean, these things look awful, yeah. and they don't even, they're not, they're, I don't think they're air-conditioned either, so no. this has got to be temporary because these are not going to so, fly May that those light September. fixtures they have in there are from Ikea. Oh, nice. Oh, even worse. <laughs> we went, Confirming that they put these up as cheap yeah, as possible. We, we went on Saturday night. <laughs> a bunch of us, uh, I was there on Saturday night, and we actually ran into these things. Ikea? Nice. Ikea? No, yeah, we actually ran into these tents, and it absolutely is horrific in person it looks like they're filming a commercial is what it looks like you know how you like when you yeah, see yeah, like, it's like craft services yeah craft services is what it looks like i mean it's terrible so when but, you were there um first of all how many are there and second of all were they populated i mean were there people in them all no the it was empty at the time um and mm-hmm. there were like two rows 
So there looked to be maybe eight, I would say, if I, you know, just, just off just off the top of my head, roughly eight. And they were, again, no, they aren't right in an area where you normally would go. It's only places you would sh- park your strollers. But it's mm. definitely, it's just the beginning of something bigger. And I think we can all agree, this is definitely the beginning of something bigger. And I don't... I do think they're going to monitor the eight guests. They gonna have a cast member standing by when the ninth person tries to get in, they're kicked out. Or can you rotate who the eight people right. are at a time if we had a big too. group coming through? Right. Like if the ten of us want to hang out and rent a cabana, hey, these guys are with me. Like it's. I mean, think of yourself. It will. Will it be run kind of like a resort well, pool? Would at... it only be ten though? You know. <laughs> well, well, seriously. Well, let's just. If you want to do it like the ones at the resorts. If you want to bring your friends to Stormalong Bay, theoretically, no. Every member has to have a magic band. You'd have to add them to your reservation. So, But you could uh, pass off magic bands because at least at the pools, they're not u- using fingerprints. Whereas yep. if you somehow put that into place, then you're screwed. And now we're getting into that. I think you're right, Rian. And I think we're getting into that for these. I think we're going to get into people like passing off magic bands to get into my <laughs> cabana. <laughs> To come hang out with you. But you could like totally <laughs> take advantage of that because you could just put it on Craigslist or whatever and be like, all right, bitches, I got a cabana. Come on by. And like, I'll just swap out a magic band. You can stay for half an hour. I'll charge you 10 bucks for half an hour. God. Uh, I, but I kind of, I think the concept is, is okay if it doesn't detract from the average person coming and having a good time and not worrying about trying to get to certain areas or aspects of the park. And it's kind of like, like not in the mainframe, you know, right in the view of everybody. I think it'd be okay. But so you think my idea of renting them all and sneaking in grills and popping up volleyball <laughs> nets is probably going to get frowned on. I'm, no, I'm totally on board with that. You're okay I with that. Been, totally, I am with you. That. totally. I love the idea of putting up. I'm right there with drunky. We're going to make the best of anything we can do. So. Yeah. But you mentioned it earlier, Dean, and it's absolutely right that this concept has been there probably earlier, but I'm just going to go with Epcot because when Epcot was made, all the pavilions had corporate areas that you can go to. And I went to uh, uh, my sister-in-law worked for GM at Test Track, and she would give us passes to all, all the lounges. So you could go to the lounge at Exxon. You go to the lounge at HP. You could go to the Kodak lounge. And they were all sort of right there hiding in plain sight, which obviously these are not. These are just like blazing in plain sight. <laughs> but in theory, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, I just don't know where we're going with this yet. Exactly. My biggest problem is they're just eyesores. If they can work on that part of it and they continue to be tucked away, uh, you know, they don't bother me on a daily basis going through the park. I just, I really do see it. And I hear, you know, Tomorrowland refurb and I hear Future World refurb. And I think, what's the hurry in these tents? And that's the hurry, in my opinion, is getting the test in to get the numbers so they can justify putting them in these new areas. So I think, I think we're going to get them way faster than we're thinking in these new areas. I think they're coming like very fast. Like, does it bother you when you go to the water park? I guess I've always wondered this, to be honest. I want to bring this up. That there's a difference in going to a water park versus going to Magic Kingdom. When you go to a water park, you go 
find an area, put your stuff down, and then go explore the park. Do you see the park, these parks going in that direction? To have a place to put your stuff? I, I think in a small group number they can, but obviously you're not going to have these kind of tents for the entire population of Magic Kingdom. I thought you said they already do some kind of cabana type thing there. They do at the water parks. Now they started this last summer. They took, and it sucks. Like if you're at um, Typhoon Lagoon, they took the best shaded areas and chained them off and sold them off as cabanas. This happened about a year ago. They took all the best areas and chained them off and sold them off. And the thing is, and yes, we're saying it's, but I'm going to go with the other side of it. It does really kind of kick you in this gut when you, some of your favorite places have been taken away and are just sold off. And I don't want to do that. I don't know. I guess it's different when it's something that you were able used to be able to do and now you can't. Yeah, that's my exact point. I just, I don't want to see things being detracted from what is our current guest experience. So. Well, let's move on to outrage okay. of the week. Number two, then. Oh boy. <laughs> You're on fire. Outrage of the week number two, which follows a similar path of taking something that is currently offered to all guests and offering it to just a select few. And that is Tiana's Riverboat dessert party for the, uh, I guess it's ice cream social going on at the Magic Kingdom. Also, that they're doing for parade viewing. Let me click on this real quick. Um... Tiana's Riverboat Party Ice Cream Social. So they're taking the riverboat in Frontierland. And so for about four hours a day, they're going to not use it as a regular attraction. And they're going to invite paid guests on to have some ice cream and watch the fireworks from the boat. Do you have a similar feeling on this or is this something different? Um, Selfishly. I don't have a strong opinion just because it's not something I would have personally done, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who they looked forward to that. And that was something they did. And they timed it perfectly to get on the boat and watch the parade or watch the fireworks. And in which case, yeah, I'd be pissed off if I were them. I'm not one of those people, but I could definitely see their point of view. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, do you put yeah, this the, the same the, category or? Or yeah, well, no, the, to me, the outrage here is that you're taking an attraction offline for a private party during yeah. daytime hours. That's where the problem is. I mean, the, you know, I'm sure this is what, probably a 50 to $60 dessert party that yep. lasts about 90 minutes. 50 bucks. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, the outrage can be on the price. I'm so past complaining about Disney prices. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the concept. Amen though, to you, of, sir. <laughs> yeah. Same it's, amen it's, to you. <laughs> you know, it's, you're going to give me a Mickey premium bar and, and a, a soft drink for 50 bucks, whatever. But the, yeah, the, the fact that the you know everyday guest now has to have this ride not available to them for how long is this going to run? A couple hours, well, you said? Somebody ballparked it four hours because it was like, you know, an hour to get ready, an hour during the parade, and then an hour afterwards because yeah. then you're going to take a boat ride with Tiana and Naveen. You know, so, I mean, we're talking about, let, let's, just, let's just ballpark four hours. Now, here's a question. Do you think it would be possible given the demands of this dessert party to have it strictly to one level of the boat and make the other levels accessible. So therefore it's not completely offline for guests wanting to do it for free. Or is that just out of the question? 
then they'd have to redock every loop. Yeah, in this scenario, it's out of the question because it sounds like the dessert party hangs out kind of in the entrance area, and then you board the boat for the parade. Uh, and the is what it sounds wait, like. You, once you get on the boat, you can't even get your desserts on the boat. From what it was saying, is your occasion begins on the dock as your huh. royal hosts huh. well, welcome you to an ice cream social complete with ice cream and toppings. They probably, you know, so not 100% sure either way, but it sounds like you're, the ice cream social takes place with the boat staying there. Hmm. Then you board the boat. And I'm assuming you might have to, you probably, can you watch it right there? I mean, I guess right there from the dock. I'm assuming is a good spot, and then it goes. I don't, think I I don't would know. Do it. We wouldn't do it. Well, we wouldn't do it now, but so if you got somebody who loves Tiana, though, this is a pretty neat experience for them. It's is definitely there. They're just saying Naveen and Tiana. They're not saying, although he is back in the uh, stage I... show. By the way, he is back in the stage show. For the record, but um. Putting it in that same context, all right, let's just go, we'll go all, all of us one at a time. Which of these is worse on the outrage scale? Cabanas or Ice Cream Social? Dean? I'm actually going to say Ice Cream Social is higher on the outrage scale for me because it takes a, an attraction offline to the regular guests. The cabanas are at least tucked away. All right. Rhiannon? Agree with Dean. Mark? I agree with Dean as well. Drunky? I'm going to go with the other side and go with the cabanas only because it's a complete shift in the way that these parks operate of having these exclusive areas just for guests in plain view that we all see. I guess a lot of guests probably didn't know. They don't know that there's a Club 33. They don't know that there's corporate tents in a lot of these attractions. But when you've got these cabanas and they're just sitting there scratching their taints in the sun right in your face, (laughs) it's just a complete shift in the way that these parks operate. And I think that to me is more of an outrage that that. It was, you used to get a, you, you'd get a nicer hotel, but we'd all share the same experience in the parks. You know, you'd get a nicer whatever, but this is, this is, in my opinion, way more in your face. By the way, for six forty nine a day to get a cabana, I'd rather just stay at the Grand Floridian. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm, a- yeah, I, 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 so I'm, I'm going to just, just stick quickly. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with cabanas are more offensive just in the. I don't think this is the end of it, and I think it's 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 more in your face. So go ahead, Ryan. Well, my question sort of twofold, and it's one: How are they advertising this? Because if you're not part of the Disney Twitter sphere, how are you hearing about this as you know a high-paying, highfalutin customer wanting to just spend, 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 and you want the perks? How is this being delivered to you that this is an opportunity? And second of all, in that message or advertisement that you somehow hear about. Do you think they're aware that this is what they're getting? Because I could sort of envision a scenario where somebody is envisioning this beautiful cabana and they show up and it's a fucking tent. <laughs> That's a totally you know? different topic. And I agree. I have not, I don't think anybody's seen this 
in its offering stage yet? And that's a great question. Because, um, yeah, if you paid six fifty and you showed up and it was this tent, that would, man. And when you go to the to the water parks, they are really nicely themed tiki huts that you get to stay in. It's <laughs> a great point. Um, hey, this one had a nice throw blanket that was, uh, I think it was the monorail or something in it. Yeah, that's kind of nice, right? Did they know right, that with you? I want to <laughs> sort of, before we end this area, I want to go with a prediction from all of us as well. Will this or will this not be successful and be incorporated permanently in the future. So I'm going for yes or no. The yes, this will be a success and implemented in the future or no. Rhiannon, what do you think? I think yes, but as a result of customer feedback of being, you know, hey, this would be much nicer if you like did it in a permanent structure that was classier. Oh, absolutely. You're thinking anyway. So, but as long as I have that sort of feedback and reinforcement of that thought line. Yeah. So the permanent, you know, so the private cabanas. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not in this in this sense. Absolutely. Mark, what do you think? I think I'm a, I agree with her, but I'm kind of under, still trying to understand how, like, this whole thing would fall into the realm of the park. Like, is this a meeting place for people to, like, like a whole group of people to come back to? Or it's where they hang out and start out at? And they go out into the park. I guess it's whatever you want to make it. Yeah, with. like yeah, I guess it's whatever you, you want. You have to make. that available to you at any time you want it. Yeah. yeah, you get it for the whole day, so it's yours. So you, it's just yours, and you do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Dean, is this going to be a success and made into the new designs? I think it's going to sell wildly popular at the busier times of year. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to find out, and I don't know if you'll ever hear metrics on this. Who actually is the ones? taking advantage of this offering right i'll put that i'll put that in the positive side you know does this make more sense for the folks who stay off property or does it make more sense for the folks who are already pointing up big bucks and just want the luxury in park it's a great great question look if you're wow. staying that's a very off point. at like yeah like off off site at yeah one of the higher end resorts off property and just get shuttled in and you have a place to go i don't know it's but yeah, I mean, I think you know all the things that Mark said. This is all of those. It is a place to meet. It is a place to rest. It's a place to check back in with your family. Um, and and I, mm. <laughs> the price point is is somewhat bothersome, but I I think conceptually it's going to work. And I think they will eventually find the price point that sells these out consistently. Yeah. And I think they'll become nicer looking and permanent in all the parks. I'm with you on that 100. percent I think it is in the same breath. Connected to all the Club Thirty Three rumors we're hearing, but I think it's connected to those. They should be in elevated. The same breath. To look over the park. Oh, they will be. They will they be. Be elevated to look over the park because you want to look down on these people. Oh, you want you want tree houses in, in every park in the Club Thirty Three vision. Club Thirty Three. So you you look down so on those suckers. Club Thirty Three is coming into Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Yep. And, it's the uh, only way I'm paying for it. The only way. And I mean, we're not going to get too much into the Club Thirty Three rumor because it's very. It's just a, a rumor at this point. But when this finally hits, I can't wait to talk about where we think this is going. But we'll move on to the next major thing that came out this week, which is everyone's been saying, what's with these new Magic Bands? It's official. We're getting what? the new Magic Bands with what? the pucks in the middle that you can take out and put into other types of items. Rhiannon, reaction to the new Magic Bands. 
I guess it was inevitable and it's a money maker, so therefore inevitable. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. What's my reaction supposed to be? Like duh. Yeah. Duh. Dean, what do you think? Oh, Christmas tree garland. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been working on with all our magic bands. Yeah. Christmas tree garland. No, it's it's that and it's that. Rhiannon's spot on. It, it's a money maker because they can now accessorize exactly. even better. And I think particularly women have complained about the bulkiness of the band itself. And so if this allows you to move your puck to a, a pendant around your neck or some other version of carrying it around, I think it's going to lead to more ma- lost magic bands, though. <laughs> I think um, which, this is just, what, one or two years behind the Fitbit? And they already figured that out where they've now change their model to have all these different bands that you can get and snap the piece into so you can change out whatever your band is every day to match your outfit and all that nonsense so if anything disney's behind the the trend here yeah fair point and i need to say they're behind by several years of the my magic plus drunk at disney magic lanyard trademark that i created over (laughs) two years ago which was basically this exact same idea. So I am not surprised. In the least, my prototype uh, led the way for this, and I'm taking full credit for all of this, except for the fact that mine was way smaller than this bulky puck, which people are like, why does it have to be so big? I think we all know the reason it's got to be so big is so you don't don't swallow that thing. (laughs) What did you say, Rhiannon? Nothing. (laughs) I wasn't there. It wasn't me. <laughs> I will tell you this. Um, one of the members of my family just we just renewed their magic band or their uh, their ticket. So we whenever these come online, I'll be able to get one and uh, be able to check it out. So I'm looking forward to just seeing what it actually feels like and looks like in in reality. <laughs> and the question is, are they going to send you the band as a I guess it looks like the main thing is they're going to still send you the band as the standard, right? That's what I was going to ask is what is the standard offering for when you purchase it? Like, so you get, you get an ugly gray band, of ugly band, but you can to pop the center out and then go and purchase whatever you want to put that center in. What? You just get the center and then have to purchase. I, ju- I just got like 11 bands and I want to, oh, I really wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dean, what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, in all seriousness, next time you guys come down, if these are available and you get, your whole family gets these magic pucks, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to go bands or are you going to actually go out and try to figure out what everybody wants and do a, a, you know, like a lanyard and a a wristband and what what are you going to do? If I can get a free band and it's just going to sit on my wrist like it does today, I will go with the free offering band. Um, but you know, I'm sure they'll find a way to market to kids something more accessible, and my son will want something unique. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't bother me either way. It's you know, to me, it's entrance into the park. But if somebody else needs to accessorize with it, go nuts. Yeah. So it will come with something that it will that will hold the puck. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping it comes with a generic offering that I can just use, and that is my magic band. Yeah, that would be mine too. I'm not going to buy any more. So, but yeah. Man. Interesting tidbit, uh, completely off topic, but did you know that the uh, Source of the Magic Kingdom game is tied specifically to your Magic Band and not your My Disney Experience? So if you try to swap your pink one one day for your blue one the next, 
uh, it will no longer have the history of your game. The actual, just the specific band you itself. You need the actual specific band <laughs> itself that you started the game. I huh. learned that this summer. Or, I'm sorry, this fall. Uh, oh, it's yeah, that, that that was kind of a bummer. That sounds oh man, that gets good. It feels Westworldish when we start getting into that. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, we should do like round table. We should, get Mr. Monkey. We we should do it. What? <laughs> do we involve Mr. Monkey Did or I not? He's Westworld? so excited. What happened? No, hold on, Dean's not caught up. No spoilers. I'm not caught up not yet. Saving. No spoilers, but I am I catching up. I and, think uh... they might be robots. Yeah, they might be. I think we should think plan to record on a Monday and then move it to Tuesday. Yeah, we should. But that is interesting. I think you're that is interesting. And you know what? I did learn that once that like I went in and I didn't now that you say it, it makes a lot more sense because what the member of my party that had begun a game was unable to retrieve their game. And that makes a lot of sense now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the band that you did it with, not okay. the account, which is kind of a bummer. All right. I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna change the topic because Rhiannon I can't tell if she's excited about this or angry about this. Another Epcot festival is coming. The Epcot International Festival of the Arts starting in January. I just think it's like a participation medal. If you all get one, no one's special. If you're going to have every single week of the year being occupied by some festival at Epcot with food booths, Suddenly, it's no longer special to go to. <laughs> and of course, at least well, I don't know about the, uh, enjoy it. But I'm just saying, come on now. I don't know about the official Disney art, but I'm I'm looking at WDW News Today website, and the first picture that is shown is, of course, Rian's a food. <laughs> it's of course a food sample. <laughs> nice. <is> <laughs> it's of course a food sample. Of course, it is. Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and read this. The inaugural year of Epcot International Festival of the Arts, a collaboration with Disney Theatrical, will bring an exciting new showcase of favorite music and Broadway talent to the American Garden stage. Over six weeks of the festival, guests can enjoy different pairings of phenomenal Broadway talent, concert singing, award-winning music of Disney on Broadway. So you'll be surrounded by incredible visions, which you'll watch the creative process live. So plus and food studios. <laughs> I and just uh, I don't even know where to go on this. Um, <laughs> so this is not a renewal of the old Festival of the Masters that was downtown Disney. This is art by Disney for Disney put on through Disney. With right. Uber. It sounds like okay. when I've. I, I didn't. I I knew this was coming. I hadn't heard details yet. So I, when I heard Festival of the Arts, I th- I was hoping it was more like the Festival of the Masters that they used to do downtown. But well, I think could, in all seriousness, uh, take everything else away. I think what you're saying is Festival of the of the Masters from downtown Disney. I think they will probably also offer some of these other. You know how they do the the uh, the food demonstrations in certain parts of Epcot. My guess is they'll also bring in some of these artists, but. I think the focus is going to be these major Disney artists they can do in larger quantities. Much like when I I learned this this year going to the Food and Wine Festival when I went to pick up the mug, the glass that Rhiannon will be getting here shortly. What? Yeah. Was that I didn't realize Mm. this, that the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival started at Disney Marketplace, downtown Disney, and then was moved to Epcot. And I do kind of feel like 
while it's not the same, they're probably going to move some of that here. So I bet there'll be some of it, but yeah, you're right. I think it's more of the major stuff. You excited about it, Dean? You sound pretty pumped. Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm pumped. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> Epcot is short of offerings. So, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to get the, I think it is, uh, it's, I'm fine with the add on food booths. I'm fine. I actually think food and wine is too many booths, but, um, you know, if this gets people more interested in doing some things at Epcot January through February, I mean, it's going to roll right into flower and garden yep. March through May. Obviously they don't need to do stuff in the summer. It's busy anyway. And then you get. Uh, the fall time well, festival. You say, so yeah, you say Epcot is short on offerings, and that leads me to the next topic, which came out during this destination D. Was that Bob Chapek, who is the uh, the head of Parks and Resorts, did talk about and allude to an overall an overhaul of Epcot in general, which he said would be he's been saying to quote dream big in fixing the park. And he said that they will be quote, Disney timeless, relevant and family friendly, but then also remain true to the original vision. Okay. So is it broke. No, stop it. So first of all, <laughs> I want to back up a step because you say that Epcot is lacking offerings. And I think that we can maybe all agree that that's really centered on future world. And so if they created this whole new festival to take place only in future world and they had all the booths and all the exhibits and all the everything throughout future world, I would welcome that wholeheartedly because that's where I think it is lacking. I don't think world showcase is lacking. And if anything, one of my complaints about the myriad of festivals is that it detracts from world showcase because suddenly it's adding crowds, it's adding traffic. And I already want to go and sample this food, this drink, what have you. And now I'm torn, like, well, do I do that or do I go to this food booth? It's new. It's it's limited time only. Um, so that just that's my thought on that. Um, so to go back to Destination D, yeah, I mean, I think any improvements you want to make to Epcot is great. It's welcome. I'm excited. Family friendly. Eh, you know, whatever. I guess you have to do that. But sure. And rant. Yeah. That's a good question. Where where are they going back? Where are they putting the Festival of the Arts? Did they any indication? They didn't say any specifics as far they as they have two large dead buildings there they could fill. But they're talking about Broadway what? and culinary, which means Broadway, there's only really come on, it's the only real area to put those on would be the Epcot uh, American Adventure stage, American, American Garden stage. And then the foods are gonna probably be in the same place as they've been. I don't foresee any of these. I mean, I'm sorry, and I know that some people don't agree, but when they talk about these dead buildings, these things are dead on purpose, in my opinion, as part of future. Oh, yeah. These are not like, oh, we don't know what to do with them. Let's just see if we can fill them. They are dead in a way of like, we need to clear these out because they, they're going. So I don't think it's like, how can we fill these areas we don't know what to do with? But if you're talking about um, the uh, wonders of life, yeah, I think it's literally the places that they use for food and wine and flower and garden are going to be redone for Broadway and this kind of stuff. Yeah, but all right. I want to just real quick use some of these words and I want to get your thoughts on this, Dean. Um, the words that he used for Epcot and what you think this means. More Disney. 
What do you think he means? And I'll ran you too. He says it's going to be more Disney. And that scares me personally when he says that Epcot, the future is going to be more Disney. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lack of Disney characters, Disney shows, Disney movie tie-ins throughout Epcot, I think is what, you know, the original concept with no characters in World yeah. Showcase has been violated. Uh, you know, the, Animal the Kingdom lion- had that too at first. To be fair, and, yeah. and they violated and that too. We've seen some Disney, Anna, Disney character, Disney, etc., moving into uh, Future World, but I think they're probably just going to say, hey, look at this stuff's been popular in other areas where we just yeah. theme out to an entire movie, yeah. an entire character, whatever, right? and you might start to see that in Future World. Do you think that's what he means by this word? More relevant. What does a Disney executive mean when he says relevant? I'm assuming that you're talking, you know, he's talking about some of, the, again, I'm going to pick on Future World because yeah. that's where that's where Epcot's struggling the most. Right. Some of what's going on there, you know, we start talking about energy, universe of energy, and, you know, there's a glimpse at the very end about some renewable energies. That whole thing should be talking about renewable oh. energy. We don't need to hear about fossil fuel anymore. I hope you're right on that one. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like what I, I think of when I go through, and this obviously is an Epcot, but when you go through... Um, and you see the, uh, I always want to call it Autopia, uh, the Speedway. Yeah. How are those things still gas-powered? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come oh, on. I agree. <laughs> it's time to get a little bit more modern and get those and cars, I, and that kind of thing. I think that's where you're going to see more relevance. Oh, I hope you're right, because when I, and that's the reason I asked it. When I, when I see the word relevant, it means one of two things. Frozen the way you Moana. interpret it, right. <laughs> and that way that Rhiannon just mentioned, those are the two ways that you could go with that word. And what scares me is what Rhiannon just said. Is does well, yeah, relevant you, mean these are the movies and the experiences that our guests want? They want Marvel, they want Disney, they want Frozen, they want Moana. Well, or, and that's the scares when you put more Disney with more relevant. That's what you end up with, and family friendly. So, yeah, I hope God, God, I hope you're right, Dean, <laughs> on that yeah. relevant. I hope you're right, but Rhiannon. I think I'm saying more what I hope than what I think. <laughs> Right, I hope exactly. <laughs> Me too, and I'm with you on that. And but Rhiannon, when when she jumped in with that, God, that's where my mind went when I saw timeless, relevant. Timeless is one of the words he used. You know what's not timeless? Anything sciency or future world. <laughs> timeless. Well, I think I think back to my you know like ImageWorks. Uh, uh, when I first went to, to Walt Disney World, and you, know, you were seeing cutting-edge technology. I remember this cool where you wrote with a pen, and then you swiped down the side of the pen, and it went to your printer, and you could print it out. And like that blew my mind yeah. back when that was first unveiled. And that exists now. You can use those. They're mm-hmm. actually outdated at this point. But that's the problem. I think the timelessness of what they tried to do throughout the 90s and early 2000s, they couldn't keep up with it. So no. they're just saying, screw it. We're not going to do that anymore. We, we can't get Apple to come in here and pay a buttload of money to take over a pavilion. So we're just going to blow that idea out altogether. Yep. I think you're right. I think that that's the, disappointing. Keeping these things going. I hear all the time or I see all the time is how hard is it to do it about, like you said, renewable energy or how hard is it to do it about uh, physics or how hard is it to do it about, you know, fill in this topic. And you're right, it may not be that hard today, but that requires constant attention by designers to keep that moving. One of these other ideas, like a Marvel, is a set it and forget it 
You don't have to deal with it for 15 years. You put it in. We don't have to look at it again for 15 years. Just maintain it. We don't have to design anything new for 15 years. Let's, uh, I'm just, I, start, I, I started to say something, but I wasn't quite sure how to finish saying it, but I'm going to try it. So it's kind of like working in the medical world, which I work in, you know, we're always trying to come up with new and great ways to heal and cure something. Um, and sometimes things might seem like they're just a little far out of reach and I don't know, maybe uh, I'm not sure how to finish this statement, but, you know, you're just trying to keep stepping forward and trying to grab the next best thing that's going to get you where you want to go. And sometimes you can't always get there. And I know I'm not making sense right now, but I had a thought. <laughs> yeah. so maybe you might want to edit this out. Okay. We don't well, I just, <laughs> I just think, and the, to, to finish up this, though, and I think it was interesting just to hear the... It, Dean, but somewhere between Dean and Rhiannon chiming in on each of these words was kind of where my head was. And there, it's these words that he used can be taken either as a glim, glimmer of hope or just confirmation that we're going to what would be called IPCOT, you know, like international. Yeah. <laughs> so which way is it going? And the words are Disney, timeless, relevant, family friendly. Let's hope it's somewhere in the middle maybe between the two um, because he did say remain true to its original vision. But let's be honest. That really just goes with what does, what, what angle on the original vision are they talking about in that moment? Even if you want to take him at his word, you know, so well, if they go to IP, I gotta, I gotta say uh, spaceship earth would make a killer death star. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just so much going on this week. I'm going to, <laughs> into one, let's see, I think maybe just one last one, which was then, of course, all kinds of information and excitement came out about Pandora of Avatar this week um, as far as what direction they're going. And I'm going to speak for just for myself. I'm, I'm super excited. excited. Okay. Yes, super excited about I'm what I learned this week. About it. Really? <laughs> yes. What I learned this week is exactly what I wanted from Avatar and from Pandora. And I will explain that. Avatar is a movie that I don't care about. <laughs> and I know there are people who don't care about Avatar. But the one thing people do like about Avatar is this really cool fantasy planet that exists in the movie. So what, it, they, what they've done is they've made an entire land based on this planet and they've capitalized on this really cool visual planet and have completely pushed aside the fact that this movie has anything to do with it. And they're going to build a really cool land about this awesome planet. And that's what it looks like they're doing. For me, what I can't get beyond is the sort of lack of nostalgic sense of it. So to envision going there and enjoying it and having fun on the rides and, you know, maybe enjoying whatever restaurants I have, of course, of course, I'm going to go there. I'm going to have fun. But to go there and like want to spend money on merchandise and like want to get a T-shirt of it, like I just can't envision that happening. I guess what I would say to that is how 
how would you rate that compared to say Asia? I think that's where it would like, do you go there saying like, I really want a shirt that like, like for Asia for Everest. Yeah. For the Yeti. Yeah. Because they've created this, you know, in park IP that I have come to fall in love with. And yeah, I, I love anything with the Yeti on it. I'll eat that shit up. Right. And it'll but be interesting about, to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, I just I think there's something with Avatar because it's not original and because it still holds this connection to the movie that I'm going to have to somehow reconcile this cognitive dissonance of I don't give a shit about this movie, but oh, this land is so great. Like, am I going to overcome that? Am I going to hmm. buy that T-shirt? I don't see myself doing that, but we'll see. Oh, I, I don't see myself like, buying a T-shirt. Like buying I couldn't care less about that. I think she might overcome it and want to do it. Just <laughs> now, we'll, we'll say I'm, this. I'm, I'm Did you see? I, let's I just let's cut to the awesome. chase. There's a freaking tiki bar. That is the greatest thing ever. And that's fine. I, I will go to the tiki bar. I will spend yeah. money at the tiki bar. I'm with, so excited. With blue people. <laughs> with blue people. Yes. So noticeably silent so far. And I, I will just finish one more time, my, one more thought, and then I, I want to hear what Dean, because he's been very silent so far. Um, about this. So I want to hear what his thoughts are about it. I just like the fact that they've taken Pandora and they've put it into the same way they've used the other lands of Animal Kingdom. And that is that we as the guest are visiting this new exotic location and we're going to go taste some of, and see some of the areas of this new air of this new exotic space. And it's going to have locals who are showing their wares, having the restaurants, and you can experience some of that, and then move on to the next land. So you're just exploring this area. And I love that that's the focus that they're doing of Avatar, rather than, hey, let's relive this movie that happened 10 years ago. Let's relive this movie. It doesn't, it doesn't have that feel of, let's relive this movie. It has that feel of, let's experience this place that you've never been before. Or is it really, let's market the hell out of the next three sequels that are going to come out? If I don't think they're coming out. Because that's, that's, that's my concern. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, yeah, right eventually, there. right? <laughs> I, I, I'm all with you. If it's just a land and it's a theme and I can see blue people walking around and, and have unique food and drink in that area and, and a couple of rides and attractions, that's great. I didn't really get into the movie. I saw it, I think, once, maybe twice. Um, but you know, it did 2.8 billion worldwide for a reason, although most of that was overseas. Um, but it's go, it, I don't know if it's going to be a draw, like a star Wars land is going to be a draw when studios, oh, nothing finish can be, yeah. but I think it's going to be a draw for some people and it will certainly be interesting enough to say, Hey, there's a brand new land opening. I'm probably going to make a trip around that. Sure. So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go see it. Yeah. But I'm not a big, I'm with you. I'm not a big, I, I do not care at all about that movie. No. And I love that they've done, from minute one, people keep calling it Avatar Land, Avatar Land, Avatar Land. And they specifically, from minute one, said, no, this is called Pandora, which happened to be where they filmed Avatar. And when Joe Rohde and Jim Cameron went on stage last weekend, they specifically explained that, oh, this planet, yeah, I once went and made a movie about that. They were on character. And they basically downplayed the fact that yeah, I once went and did a documentary about this with a movie called Avatar. 
you know, they were downplaying the movie, even in the presentation about the land, which to me, for someone who doesn't care about Avatar, that gives me, that makes me extremely happy that they are completely downplaying the movie and just exploring this as an awesome new place to explore in the parks, completely separate from the, from the movies. So I'm really happy. So, but no, I'm, I'm with Rhiannon that I don't want to buy a t-shirt. Of Avatar, I don't care. <laughs> do you do you think we'll eventually get Disney character merch dressed up in Avatar look? You know, like we had like Star Wars oh, yeah, with the sure. Stormtrooper Donald. So we can have a blue Mickey. Yeah, no, stuff like that. I could see what they did. I know they they did the same thing that they did with Kilimanjaro safaris. Like when you go to Africa, you don't buy a shirt that says Africa. You buy a shirt that says um, Kilimanjaro safaris. So. The, or the one that says, is that you, Tigger? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's Asia, by the way, but still. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Oh, burn. Bam. <laughs> but, um, but, but the Dawa bar is down in Africa. Yeah, it is. Oh, I love the song. But the, the, <laughs> they created that, um, that company, the exploring company. Uh, I forget the name, but they called it. Um, they created a brand. Uh, let me see what it is. Avatar. I do with it. Do-ba-do-do-do. Anyways, um, like centur- it's kind of like from it, it sounds kind of like from uh, Horizons, like Centurion Travels or something like that, and it's like that type of branding of the company that takes you there, much like Kilimanjaro Safaris takes you to Africa. You know, they're they're gonna brand it around those types of of things that you can, like maybe you'd want to buy a shirt that says Centurion Travels or something like that, kind of like they did in uh, they did the same thing. In uh, for the Kong attraction at, at Universal, where they did the or where they could you could buy one of that expedition company. Anyway, do we drop somebody? I'm still here. We dropped. I think we lost Rihanna. We lost Rihanna. See if we can get her while we're here. I think she got pissed off about Avatar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, man, yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't either. Yeah, I, didn't I suggested Mickey Mouse and Blueface, and I got hung up on. Yeah, she's like, "Screw <laughs> you, dude! We're not doing Mickey in Blueface." Let's see if we can get her back here. God, I hope there's not Mickey in Blueface. I did, I, I refuse to even like. Hello. There you go. There she is. Yeah, like, Mark hung up on you. We were joking that you got mad about the idea of Mickey and Blueface, and took. <laughs> off i'm like god i really hope that idea is so far-fetched that we never see it follow that with it was an accident mark's cut off now yeah there's a couple more possible topics but let's quickly jump to some ask sour boner i need you to jump in on here dean rich rich usually helps me ask sour boner I forgot his line on this one. Sour boner for you. Ask Wait, sour boner. <laughs> bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. Ask sour boner. A sour boner for you. And you, and you, and you. That was perfect, by the way. You did it good. Um, let's see. First, ask sour boner is going to be from Mr. Monkey. Hey, hey. Mr. Monkey wants to know, and it's about Skipper to Gritchie, but we'll answer it for him. It's what would it take to get Skipper Dick Ritchie to visit Universal next time he's in Florida? And I I know the answer to this. 
Uh, I think if Mr. Monkey got him uh, free admission and alcoholic beverages, sounds about right. that might be enough. If there was enough days. See, what I know about Skipper Dick Ritchie is he just really, he doesn't hate, does, he feels the same similar way. Doesn't hate Universal. Just has no desire. So if you made it free and could possibly free up an extra day, like you'd have to fly him out a day early. So he's not, like if he's planning on six days at Disney World, if you flew him out a day early for that seventh day, and you gave him free admission, like uh, Dean just said, I think you. And I, I answer that for Richie, but it's really my answer because we've been to Universal only to go to CityWalk, and it's for that exact reason. Even though I live in Connecticut, I'm usually an annual pass holder, so an additional day at Walt Disney World, which I value as much utility as a new day at Universal. It doesn't cost me any additional money, right. but for my family of three to go into Universal for one day, where I'm pretty much, you know, from what I understand, not going to be able to see everything, is going to cost me, you know, plus three hundred bucks. So, yeah, to me, it's it's the admission. I think that's really a detraction, and I think you've said it before, Drunky. It's it's they have designed this now where they make you choose. You're yes. either going to do a a Universal Plus vacation or you're going to do a Disney exclusive vacation. You're. Exactly. And I, like you said, I have said this before and, and you just said it again and, I, and I'll continue to say it is they make you choose like other fans in our fandom will say you just choose Disney only because of blank, blank and blank. And while that may be true, you're forced to make that decision monetarily. You are. I call it the punishment. The uh, I, I don't I call it like you're being punished <laughs> monetarily by doing both. You're like, well, and. and- Paulie gives me grief for this. He says, you know, you, you could cut out one meal at Boathouse and, you know, all but pay for, you know, more than half your tickets at least to go to go to that day at Universal. Right, you're being instead. punished. <laughs> but that's a punishment. You can't take away Boathouse. Yeah, that's a punishment. Exactly. It's not taking away day at Disney because no one's actually adding on that extra day to go to Universal. So exactly, yeah. Because to me, it would be if, if I'm ever, and I'm sure at some point in my life I will get over to Universal Studios, but it's going to be on an extended trip. It's going to be. It's going to have to be somewhere where I'm down in Florida, over seven days, and I'm willing to sacrifice a couple additional Disney repeat days to try Universal. Oh, absolutely. And I really think that as many times as I've tried to say it, and now Dean, you said it, that the it's just not getting through to a lot of people. That it's a lot of it is a money decision, and it's not that I don't know too many Disney fans who say. I hate Universal. I've never heard too many people say that. It's more that if I'm forced to choose, if it's, you know, if it's morning time and you're like, you're going to go to a park today, where are you going to go? You're just probably going to go to Epcot, you know, or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's just what happens. You know, it's not even like a, uh, so yeah. What's it going to take? It, Extra day. breaking out of that Disney bubble. It's, it's really hard when, you know, Disney makes it too convenient to stay on property. And I guess that's where, when I talk about the theme park wars, people are like, well, this ride is better than this ride, and there's more screens here, and there's less screens there. That is not that important in my eyes, and I don't think it's important in the big picture. The big picture, and where I think some big things are happening, are the water park, and the extra resorts, and the more restaurants. What? Drunky, can I ask you a question? What's your favorite roller coaster? At all the parks. If well, if you're at all the parks in Orlando, my favorite roller coaster is Kraken at SeaWorld. All right. 
And then if I had to go among the other two, I would have to say I really like Dueling Dragons or Dragon Challenge. That one's probably the best. And then Expedition Everest after that. But. All right. So, anyway. Fair enough. Sorry. No. It's good. But I think, going back to Mr. Monkey's question, and Dean hit it on the head, what will it take? Extra day, free admission. So there you go, Mr. Monkey. Extra day, free admission. Um, let's see. Livy would like to announce to everyone that the Ask Sour Boner Thong is basically 30% off um, at <laughs> CafePress.com. So go to Livy, which is at Rhiannon's Liver on Twitter, and you'll get the link to this beautiful thong. Rhiannon, do you have one of these yet? Absolutely not. Okay, just checking. Dean, do you have one of these yet? Uh, I'm hoping it's in my Christmas stocking. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I'm really not hoping that at all. Okay. I might get one for Polly, though, for, uh, for Christmas. That's fair. I'll chip um, in for that. Drunky, you have one yet? I do not. And uh, do, do you have any Ass Sour Boner merch yet? It, it's funny you bring that up, because I actually... <laughs> Came really close to buying one. I'm, I really want to get some kind of Ask Sour Bonerverse shirt. And I don't want to do one that's like my face. Because I do have one that's like my face. That seems a bit excessive. That, <laughs> so I'm not sure which way to go. I'm not sure which way maybe, to go. Maybe we can design a co-branded butter and bacon Sour Boner I think t-shirt. we might have to. I think we might have to. So no, I do not. But I'm, I'd like to at some point. Have something, but um, we have a new uh, first timer, Kara with a K. So welcome, Kara with a K. Um, and she has a, a two-parter. I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight through both of them at the same time because we've gotten to one several times, but I'd like to hear what she has to say. Kara says, "If the forces that decide to open a bar, if forces that be decide to open a bar at Magic Kingdom, what theme would that bar be?" But then she follows it up with. That she wants the Mad Hatter bar where you drink out of teacups with optional change seating announcement. Rhiannon, I feel like you might get on board with this. Absolutely. I've actually already outlined my entire master plan for a Wonderland themed bar, which I then handed over to Polly perhaps over a year ago. Um, but it definitely entailed at least one room of the bar being a tea party themed room. But I do love the inclusion of. Time to change seats. That would be awesome. And I want to take this opportunity with Kara's question. Kara with a K to say, what would the theme be? A new bar? I said we weren't going to talk about it, but let's talk about it real quick. We talked about Club 33. What land and theme? I know in Disneyland, it's New Orleans Square. So New Orleans themed. Where would it go in in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom? What area? And what land? What do you think, guys? You could kick those Muppets out and do it in Liberty Square. Dude, oh, I like the Muppets. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I do like the idea of, oh no, I'll be honest, I do like the idea of putting it in Liberty Square. But don't kick the Muppets out. Dude, but I watched, have you, have you seen it? When you were down here, Dean, was it already on? I did. I did, yeah. It was, I thought it was fantastic. I was blown away about how happy I was watching it. I love the little song. It's great moments in history with just the American parts. <laughs> so really, I think maybe, you know, the next coming year or so, we could just get rid of Hall of Presidents and put a bar in there. Well, that was what I was going to say. Why don't we just shut down Hall of Presidents and call it, like, Bar of Presidents? Yeah. And 
know, they could theme the tables to each president or something bar like that. President. But it's turned into a bar. We we often um, get a lot of crap. To 2015. Yeah, clearly sponsored by Sam Adams. So yeah, we get a lot of crap um, from about these types of questions about like where would we want booze in the Magic Kingdom, but like Kara brings it up at a great time where it's not that far fetched when we start talking about Club Thirty Three. You know, now we're talking about booze in the Magic Kingdom again. So um, maybe Liberty Square is where it's going to go. I mean, it's got to it's got to be somewhere epic if they're going to charge that kind of money. Mm. Haunted Mansion ish. Mm. I don't know. To be good, but if they put Club Thirty Three in the haunted mansion and offered booze, the next logical ask sour boner to me would be: Do you use your money for your DVC down payment or a Club Thirty Three membership? Uh, and Mark's I like saying, what that would be. <laughs> Mark's paying for some of that, so he's good. Um, I know what that would be. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Monkey's back, and he wants to know when are we going to chip in and get a Tomorrowland Cabana, Dean? I liked your idea of putting out the the grills and the. I want all of them. Yeah, do them all. <laughs> you said there's what about eight? About eight. Let's just go with eight. Yeah, we we could find sixty people to pitch in and have a party together. Oh yeah, let's do it. I mean, could you imagine doing flip cup in the middle of Tomorrowland? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Beer pong. Flip Set up, up some beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when are we going to do it? I say spring, springtime. Sure, springtime. Um, Crimson Tide Dan Rhiannon has one for you. <laughs> um, Sorry. To, to talk about the uh, bar crawl that will be uh, uh, going on and we'll be promoting that's on mm-hmm. December 17th, Saturday. He wants to know. At what point of the bar crawl will Rhiannon be throwing drunky from one of the monorails? Well, uh, how well do you bounce back? Because I could go for every single stop. Seriously, at, at what point are you, are you literally like a murderer? Like, what <laughs> is this where we've gone with this? You're going to throw a physical human being from a, a bar stop, pub crawl I mean, stop. I don't think he's a human being. I think he's a host. A host? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna have her little like laptop pulled out and be like yeah <laughs> have you ever questioned your being in this earth guess i um, this now <laughs> <laughs> okay good question from west kinetic west kinetic would like to know aside from the obvious uh ask our boner merchandise any ideas for good disney themed dirty santa gift i personally am selling a candle that is made out of a Budweiser 55 Select bottle. <laughs> uh, you can use it for dirty it's, things. You can it's pour going hot very wax cheaply on, on your partner. Um, yeah. I no? mean, okay. I think a good dirty Santa gift would be definitely um, some Mickey hands made in very unique gestures you could do would be a good uh, dirty Disney themed dirty Santa gift. You could actually uh, go ahead and uh, Santa glass. Yeah, badly done. Okay. I'm thinking you could take. What about a uh, what about an Indiana Jones whip? Ooh, there you go. One. There you go, Wes. You're gonna get Indy. Who? Indiana Jones whip. Is that what? You, ooh. Is that what you're getting, uh, Rhiannon from uh, Crimson Tide Dan? No, I already have one. You have two. 
So that, that is true. She just brought up, they brought up what, um, we talked about it last week. Um, Crimson Tide Dan did send a birthday slash housewarming gift to Rhiannon, and it was a Bud Select 55 candle that was, <laughs> that is a bottle where the, the, the long neck section has been cut off and turned into a base. <laughs> clever yeah so um i'm gonna sign it and sell it off for charity if you're serious about this rhiannon we can actually put that on the uh um the web store that we have and we can actually we can actually sell that if you would really like to do that we can sell that as an item it's sold it's already been sold no it's it's available to be sold okay well we can actually do that if that's something you really want to do we can set that up uh here in a or, or you could raffle it off just sell tickets to a raffle we can do that on there as well i think uh uh we can do that as well so this we could have some fun with this so if anybody's interested in, like, in the crimson tide dan gift to rhiannon signed by rhiannon let us know and we'll uh we'll, we'll make it work for you Let's see. Um, Lil PB and J wants to know what do we think the next temporary cash grab is. <laughs> Little PB and J votes that it's in park food delivery, which is really not far fetched at all. Well, that's, well, that's part that's... of what's coming with your cabana. Exactly. I was gonna say they're already doing that, so there. You... That's already done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but have you have you thought of anything that could be coming next? Like. I saw once somebody said today. Um, I think it was um, Park Scope Joe was saying that he was joking, like, um, and 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 I, I I use the term joking lightly because I think at this point everything seems somewhat possible. <laughs> um, of like you know how they do like seating in movie theaters, so signed seating. Like, will they do a signed seating for Festival Lion King? A signed seating for uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic? Something like that. What do you think? I don't think so because they'd have to actually redo how they do the seating. I mean, if it's benches right now in Festival of Lion King, you can't reserve like specific parts of the bench. So I don't know. I think what you're going to see is something at the studios akin to the bricks that were sold outside Magic Kingdom and the tombstones that are in the Epcot entranceway. Yeah. I think you're going to see something like that where, you know, maybe it'll be Star Wars tied, maybe not. But when they redo that park officially and have the new name and all that, I think you may see some sort of a money grab there to leave a legacy. I'll, I'll place the okay. for Tombstone at Haunted Mansion. And I, I hate to, I don't want to depress you, but I, Lil PB and Jay, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this question. Will they ever, you know, the most, the highest honor at Walt Disney World is having your name on a window in the Magic Kingdom, right? It's the highest honor at Walt Disney World. Will they sell off having your name on a window on Main Street at the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland? Dear God, I hope not. No. Not not at a window on Main Street. I'm not saying they won't sell off having your name in the park somewhere. Right. You know, maybe a window on Hollywood Studios, but not on Main Street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there will be that gray area, though, you know, of like, <laughs> of like, well, it's in Asia or, you know, because you could, they could <laughs> exactly. easily slide it in on one of those stickers they put on. Like, they, 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 they hide Imagineers' names in there and they hide other names. Like, you know, for three, well, I mean, imagine if you could, for $650, get your name. I mean, how cool would that be having your name in Epcot, you know? 
inside a cabana. Man. <laughs> inside the cabana for the day that you've purchased the cabana. Yeah, they'll put your name on a note card. There you go. I hope that's not it, but to be honest, little PB&J, that jumps out at me as something that costs them very little and makes whoever decides to do it a sh- ton of money. Because here's my thing about all these cash grabs, and here's why it's bothering me a little bit. I didn't get to this earlier. Is it feels like there's nobody – it feels like every department is kind of – there's. it's just like the Wild West at Disney World right now. Like parking did it with $35 parking. And then another department says, well, they did parking, so then we need to do this. And it feels like it's you know monkey see, monkey do of one department seeing another department doing something to make money and all these different area managers looking for that next promotion. And so it feels like nobody's watching the whole area. It just feels like the Wild West of every department manager for themselves. I don't know. And I feel like that could be the – we could end up with somebody's name on Main Street, like literally like – I don't know. I hope not, but that's what that's what bothers me, and that would be what I see as the next temporary money cash grab. Ugh. You guys ready for a Polly's Choice? Sure. Polly's Choice. Um, refurb, fast pass, or destroy Tomorrowland Cabanas. This is from Finn, by the way. Finn from New York. <laughs> Tomorrowland Cabanas, Magic Band 2.0, or the prototype bus at Destination D. We didn't even talk about that, but they had the prototype bus that had like all these bells and whistles where it would like basically react to your magic band, it sounded like. So you have this the prototype bus, magic bands, and cabanas. Who's <laughs> gonna fur refurb fast pass or destroy? Dean, what you gonna do? Wow. Well, uh I guess the easy answer is I, I should bulldoze the uh, cabanas right away. Yeah. But I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> I th- I think I'm actually gonna bulldoze the bus. Yeah. Because a bus has one purpose. That's take you from point A to point B. I don't need bells and whistles on a bus. So let's bulldoze the bus. Let's uh, let's fast pass the fast pass <laughs> with our uh, with our magic band. And uh, I'm just going to refurb those cabanas to move them a little bit more out of sight and a little bit more permanent and air conditioned. Yep. 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 Rhiannon, what you thinking? Um, I'm going to have to copy Dean, but I will admit that I don't know anything about this bus. I guess I missed that in my very scant reading of Twitter. So you'll yep. have to fill in. But I, yeah, I have no problems whatsoever with Magic Band V2. Um, Picture of the current bus, but you walk in and it reads your Magic Band and says it's your birthday, and you're like, "Hey, we have a, bir- it's a birthday oh. on the bus." Oh, I might want to bulldoze that. <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, there should be some kind of settings in your My Disney Experience account where you can click, yes, I want my birthday acknowledged, or no, because that's just obnoxious. Like flipping over your puck at uh, yeah. Whispering Canyon Cafe. Exactly. Yes, I'd like that. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to go a different way. I'm going to bulldoze the the Magic Band 2.0. I think it's dumb. Don't I don't we, just do the Magic Band. In fact, get rid of magic bands and all, and let's just go to our phones already. Can we just do our phones by now? Um, so, bulldoze that. I want to. Um, oh shoot! I really want to refurb. I didn't do this right, but I'm gonna say this. I want to refurb. <laughs> I'm with Dean, and then I want to refurb the cabanas into something better. But then I really, what I, the reason I did that was to the bus. I really think the biggest problem moving forward, if Disney is going to say we're not going to expand the mountain rail, we're not going to do light rail, and we're going to go with buses, they got to 
refurb these buses to make them take more than two ECVs per bus. So that's what I mean by I want to refurb the damn bus so you can put like six ECVs on there. Because I've noticed over the last just several years, the number of families where like two and three people are in an ECV continue to grow. And all politics aside about that, you got to accommodate that. And literally, you're going to literally make a family sit there and wait for three buses to get to Epcot, you know? So anyway. Have you ever ridden on those those double length buses? Just once. Just once. I've never been on one of those. What, what do those look like inside? I'm assuming that obviously accommodates more it's, ECV. It yeah. must be twice as much. Yeah, it's, it's basically two buses. Yeah, it was actually – I did, did ride, ride on them once, and uh, it was – more like a regular bus than I guess I assumed it would be. It's <laughs> just like yeah, I'm, I'm picturing something yeah. weird and unique, and then I'm thinking about ah, it like no, no it's really yeah. just twice as long. It's really huh? just a, a longer <laughs> bus. So, but um, I guess that's more what we need is something where they can take more ECVs. So, anyways, that's I screwed up the question, but that's what I want to refurb. How's that? All right, sure, 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 sure. Um, Ian McGregor want to know with the new things going on in the park since last week's episode, will this be a five disc box set? <laughs> the show <laughs> basically <laughs> getting there. We're, we're actually getting down. To, we're, we're, we're getting to the end of it, but um, well, I, I'm going to spill the beans and give him insight that I, I think we skipped a, a handful of topics that we easily could have tackled this week. <laughs> we did. We definitely so, did. Just move on. Just move on. There were on. a few more we could have gotten to, but I think that literally would have taken us to like the three and four hour mark. <laughs> Yeah, we're, oh, good. we're good. We're good. We hit the big ones, I think. So, uh, Ian, it was, but to answer your question, it was a huge, it was a daunting list that we normally, it's been like literally five weeks of nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was a big week this week. It just all came out at once. So, which reminds me, we haven't heard, we haven't heard from Char. We've, we've heard about Walt Disney World, we've heard about Disneyland, we haven't heard about Canada. So let's see if we can patch in Skipper Dick Ritchie to catch and call Char real quick. Hey, you guys. Sorry, I just popped in. I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I heard that Char was calling and I had to do my part. Hello, Char. Pick up. Pick up, Char. Hello. It is me. Hello, everyone. Hey, Char, welcome to our Thanksgiving 2016 edition of the 3 O'Clock Parade. Thanks, Gipper Dick Ritchie. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Although it is not Thanksgiving here, we celebrate in October. October, huh? We call that Halloween. Do you want to know what I have to be thankful for, though? Yes, of course. I'd love to hear what you have to be thankful for. I'll be thankful to get out of the Disney Store Canada because it stinks in here, like almost as bad as that bathroom in Disneyland you always talk about. Oh, that's terrible. Why does it smell so bad? Okay, you know how the U.S. president traditionally pardons a turkey, then sends it to live at Disneyland? Yes! Did Philippe pardon a turkey and bring a live turkey to live at the Disney store? Yes, and no. Yes, he pardoned a turkey for a holiday we celebrated last month, but since he doesn't know where to get a live turkey, there is majestically a thawed grocery store turkey sitting on the floor in front of Plush Mountain. Did I hear that right? Did you say thawed? Yeah. On the video wall on the back, Philippe is running a loop of his saving the turkey by taking it from the grocery store, gently putting it on the front seat of his car, strapping it into a baby seat, don't even know where he got that, 
Then finally, in a Mall of Canada moose stroller, rolling it into the store where he made the presentation a few days ago and ever so gently placed the frozen bird on the ground. So I'm afraid to ask, but how long has it been there? Since Friday night. Then Saturday morning, it was thawed. But Saturday afternoon, you could kind of smell something wasn't right. Sunday, customers complained, but Philippe insisted they still take the opportunity to use PhotoPass for a picture with the pardoned turkey. Monday, the mall made him keep the doors to the store closed because the smell was drifting out of the store, and now I'm the only one here. Why the hell are you even in there? Because I'm a fucking professional and I'm reporting the news. I'm like that guy that stands on the beach in a tsunami. Or in the wind during a hurricane. I'm here on the scene, goddammit. I'm Char fucking Normando reporting live from the Disney Store Canada. Whoa, yeah, heck yes you are. Yeah, great to know. Will someone please open the door and let me out of here? I think they may have locked me in. Someone? Hello? Believe you are an asshole. Unlock this door and let me out. Seriously, it is unbearable and I cannot take it anymore. Philippe. Philippe! Oh my god, I'm going to kill you. As soon as you unlock that door, I'm seriously going to beat the crap out of you. You are such a piece of shit. I hate you so much. I know oh, you man. are in my I hope head. she gets out of there. Well, back to the 3 o'clock parade. Well, let's hope that uh, that's pretty crazy. Let's hope that Shar uh, gets out of there very quickly. And it was nice to hear from Skipper. I know it was nice as we haven't heard from him all day. It was nice to hear from him. Yeah. yeah. Always good to hear from Skipper. And, and uh, you know, Shar does a fantastic job. I'm, I'm worried for her. We'll see how it goes. Dean would like to remind you that that patched in call <laughs> presented by Adventures <laughs> Out There Travel. Quite possibly the most important travel company in the world. Wow. Hashtag well, I, I, factual podcast. I just said quite possibly. I, we don't, you don't know that for. I, I apologize. I, I did not adventures out there. Sour boner you this week, but I uh, figured filling in as guest host, I would be able to answer other sour boners. <laughs> <laughs> Livy Rhiannon's liver brings up a good question. Um, with the sad, it's actually, a sad emoji with the sad emoji year that 2016 has been what's something parts related that you are seriously thankful for the ass sour boner thanksgiving edition thank you Libby, for turning it around a little bit this has been a very, lifting it really has been kind of a negative show because of all the different topics that are leading us down that road but is there something that you're thinking of that is you're thankful for this year i don't know my heart has turned to stone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you need an act of true love. I do. I will go with uh, a, d- a totally different direction. This has actually been from the parts. This, this has been a great year from my opinion. Um, this year has brought us not only the nomad lounge, which was fantastic. One of my favorite bars now at Disney's animal kingdom, but also, um, we now know there's going to be a Star Wars land. There's going to be a Toy Story land. There's going to, and we're going to have Avatar land next year. There's so much coming um, that even though there's so much negativity a lot of times that you see and that you hear, I personally am thankful for how much that's coming 
in the next few years. And I'm really excited to be able to continue to go and experience these things. Um, and it starts now with I just the other day I went over last week to um, uh, Nomad Lounge and it's really awesome. I walked around, had some drinks, and it was just so great. Um, so many great things, and it's going to start there, and that's what I'm thankful for. See, I think you just hit on it, though, and part of why this question is up there is you're waiting. 2016 is like the year of waiting at Walt Disney World. You're waiting for the improvements at the studios. You're waiting for Avatar Land at Animal Kingdom. So I think when you want to be thankful in 2016, you got to be thankful for some of the little things that have come along. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, it's not a headliner, but we're just talking the Muppets attraction or the Muppets show that, that's now taking place at Liberty Square. That's a nice small addition that's going on that really does help enhance that area. Uh, I am thankful that I got to try my first Tipsy Ducks in Love, uh, thanks to Rhiannon's recommendations. So and I did that in, uh, were in you November. in love? Um, so here's the thing. Right? Uh, I like Dean. tea. I like tea. I like coffee. I like chocolate syrup. I love bourbon. All of those together with some cream, an interesting cocktail. I, I actually did like it quite a bit. Um, you know, But this was during the Food and Wine Festival, and starting with the... Uh, was that a mango margarita in Mexico? Mm-hmm. And then switching to that as a second cocktail, kind of a weird transition. Uh, but it, it's a good drink. It is definitely, um, it's not a sipper in that it's a strong beverage, but it's a sipper that uh, as a lactose sensitive person, you don't really want to suck that one down pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, recommendation. So I appreciate you throwing that tip out there. So that, that would be the other thing I'm thankful for is really the developing friendships in the Disney community in 2016. Um, it's, you know, I think that's come a long ways as much as there's still a lot of venom spewed out there. I think people have been a little bit more tolerant, uh, this year than I've seen in past. Speaking of tolerance, I'm also lactose intolerant and I've never had a problem with the tipsy ducks. Mm. That, that, that cream can get you. I guess I just, didn't I, I will kind of go agree with you, uh, uh, Dean in that I feel like a, there has been a little bit uptick in the tolerance in that the same old, arguments a lot of times aren't happening like they used to and i think there is a little bit more of that and i would like to think rhiannon that our book drinking in disney had a big part of that yeah so um skipper's not here to tell us to shut up about the book not that he does that we love him we're just all joking but we wrote a book and so the holidays are coming up and so if you know anybody who might benefit from a book we would love you to buy our book. Yeah. And just, hey, listen at, to this. As a reader of said book, I'm sorry, sorry they're drunk, no. but I, I would like to, you know, as an impartial, uh, nonprofit gaining person who's read this book, it would definitely be on my stocking stuffer list for anybody who's a Disney fan. Thank it's you. actually really fun, really good, really well done. And uh, I appreciate that I was able to read it. Yay. And f- fun tip. Um, so not just the only... tip, though. <sighs> it's a big tip. Just, yeah, Jesus big tip. Christ. Anyways, um, so not only can you buy it on Amazon for a slight discount from the actual list price of the paperback, but if you would like the super awesome hardcover edition, limited edition, signed by us, numbered, uh, we are having a Black Friday sale on Black Ooh. Friday. So if you go to Drunko, what's the site? You just go to Bamboo Forest publish that bambooforest.com and click on store it's yeah. storenv.bambooforest.com and so you can get it's like five bucks off hardcover black friday Good and savings. continuing and if we're gonna just gonna jump on that 
We yeah, just let's do it. It's time let's announcing ourselves. We are going to also do a holiday bundle from Rihanna and I have a store and we're going to have uh, the book plus a four pack, the first limited edition set of drinking at Disney buttons. There are four designs mm-hmm. and that's going to happen. So stay and, tuned. For- but wait, there's more. If you buy now, if you attend our monorail pub crawl, December 17th being co-hosted be by uh, BYOCB podcast show up for that and you get a free koozie man wow yes so Livy there you go that's what you're thankful for Livy's like I'm sorry I asked yeah yeah Livy is I can Livy I can, is quivering I can feel the kicking right now go on that night. he's gonna be a soccer <laughs> player yes he is right Nick Way Mania who has claimed he's back Nick Way Mania is back um, he's got a double, so I'm going to just do a more. Both. I didn't miss him. I don't know. We hadn't seen him in a while, but I'm going to throw out two. Um, which live action remake would you, of Disney, uh, which Disney live action remake would you cast Joe Biden and uh, President Barack Obama in as oh a God. nice team? That would be awesome. All and, of them. Uh, yeah. And as a follow up would be um, since Disney's adding another festival, Epcot. What? Since this is adding another festival at Epcot, should part of a park redo be a larger event center and concert hall? So, I think that clearly Hall of Presidents needs to be demolished before January. So to put something else in there, we could do just like a dedication to Obama-Biden memes. I mean, there's it was the like best. a slideshow? A, sli- a slideshow? Hey, here's, let me, I have, I have a confession to make. I never really paid attention to Obama Biden memes until now as they're coming out as like, we're going to miss them. I never really fully paid attention to them during the eight years of the Obama. I don't think Biden they were administration. a thing. Yeah. I don't think they were a thing up until the last month or so. Yeah. Oh, I read, okay. Yeah. I read some article that I don't know that guy's name, but it was like they attributed they credited the memes to one person who started on Twitter or something, and they just took oh, okay. off from there. So, so. Say, I mean, there were a few always. You know, there was the one, especially when they made the friendship bracelets and stuff like that. But it was I never – yeah. I mean, there's the best. So any kind of buddy cop kind of thing would be amazing. <laughs> I would go with them live action as Mr. Incredible and Frozone. <laughs> And I'd like to see that movie remade. And as far as the concert hall, my vision of that actually wouldn't be in a theme park. I think it's time for Lanuba to retire. And we turn that into a dedicated venue for Disney stage shows and traveling concerts. Yeah. What about what about if in the Muppets show we replaced Waldorf and Statler with Obama and Biden <laughs> as just like having commentary oh, on the entire show? Why? God, that's amazing. The way Sam Eagle could play off that would be amazing. Right? Because he would just start with something. I just love the idea of, like, he starts saying something ridiculous, and Obama's like, no, Joe, please, stop. <laughs> it's just the best. There you go. Oh, Rhiannon, you win that Yay! one. Rhiannon wins. Um, designated Disney Dad has been running the Walt Disney World ride. Did you uh, join the ride uh, thing, Dean? I did not. I missed out on that one. I apologize. I wish I was in. Well, the Disney Disney Dad um, has been running the ride tournament. 
And as uh, viewers, we all put in uh, brackets, filled out our brackets, and predicted. Well, I would like to say that as of the first round, is it? Is Rihanna? Are you number one? Or no, you're you're, you're tied. Yeah. For, you're tied well, for number I'm one. Tied for number one, but like with one other person. So I can't. Oh, I can't zoom in right now. But you're tied for one other person. I am one point behind you right now. But um, Rihanna, you really so nailed it. You're so a you and I are we're neck and neck right now. So I will take that. So, um, uh, but even if you didn't put in your thing, Dean, you and anybody listening can hey, go yeah. to Designated Disney Dad uh, on Twitter, and you can vote. On these rides, and like, uh-huh. which is your favorite between the rides? And he has a new one every day. And we're gonna get to the most popular ride at Walt Disney World. And if you could pick, if, I mean, just jump to the end, Dean. What's your what? What do you think? What do you think's gonna win? Most popular ride at Walt Disney World. What's gonna win? Probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Soren will be high up there. Oh. I, I know I went with Splash Mountain. What was my yeah. champion? Oh, Splash Mountain. Good call. Was my champion. Um, I will tell you my favorite ride at Walt Disney World right. is neither of those. What's your fa- What's your favorite? My favorite ride is actually the Safari. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. good. Re- I, I bet no best. one can guess what I bet. What you bet? I think you. Wow, I was gonna. I mean, I. Is it? I didn't know gambling was involved in this. I really would have jumped in. You guessed. Um, here's what. Now. It's not Can I just ask you? Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you think what everyone's going to do, or did you do what you wanted everyone to do? I think that I speak for the people, so both. Haunted Mansion, then. Yes. Yes, of course. So Haunted Mansion. I went with Splash Mountain. Pirates. I think Haunted Mansion's I got a, Pirates winning too. Yeah, I think Pirates, yeah, I think Haunted I had... Mansion, Space Mountain, Splash. Yeah, Mountain. you have to go with the classics. So I think I came down to Pirates and Haunted Mansion, and went with Haunted Mansion. So. But it's funny you mentioned that, <laughs> yeah. you know, every day, especially when there's any kind of announcement, there were some announcements about like Hong Kong getting some new stuff and everyone complains about what Walt Disney World gets. But you brought up Kilimanjaro Safaris and I went to Animal Kingdom Lodge today just to grab a quick drink and I was sitting there looking at the animals drink. and I thought, yeah. I was looking at the animals and I thought, I get caught up in saying like, we don't get all the best stuff here in Florida. And I'm sitting there looking at a freaking giraffe from a resort at Disney World, and I'm like, "What am I? What?" <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I mean for all the for all the fun tech that goes around the world in Florida, we have Animal Kingdom and we have Epcot. Yeah, and there is no World Showcase and there is no Safari anywhere else on a Disney park yeah. around the world. Yeah. God, I hope. Uh, going back to what we talked about earlier, yeah. God, I hope that uh, suck yeah, it keeps the uh, World Showcase and Animal Kingdom. I I, <laughs> I made a meme this this week. You know, keep. Dak weird. I hope we keep Dak weird forever. You know, it's just it's the one park that has no cloned attractions. Right? You know, it's just like there's little a, there, child there's a, for the win. Yeah, Dak has no cloned attractions. Um, I, I guess. Uh, uh, well, dinosaur and indie, but they say indie is better. Yeah, but it's it, yeah, it, we have we have unique. We, you know, at least it's different theming. Here. Exactly. It's not a, a, I mean, there, there's no Kali River Rapids. There's no Kilimanjaro Safaris. There's no Expedition Everest. There's no hey, no Primeval World. <laughs> Uh, hey. So, anyways, but yeah, but it's it's good you brought that up because that it gives me two. Um, I am not going to ask this. Oh my god, Crimson Tide Dan. No, we're not doing that one. <laughs> that took a dirt. That took a dark turn, Rhiannon. Wow, you're censoring Ass Sour Boner. I've never seen this before. <laughs> oh, why start now? 
Or I could just say you're censoring. I've never seen this on the show before. You've never seen it happen. <laughs> Why start now? Um, let's just say uh, Crimson Tide Dan was doing a, a question about better Dan and whether Rhiannon uh, would agree with that. And we'll, go, we'll leave it at that. You can go to Twitter. <laughs> go to I Twitter. stand by my answers. <laughs> it got real dark. Let's just put it that way. So go to Crimson Tide Dan, ask Sour Boner, and well, see where that went. <laughs> hashtag um, thanks, Pence. <laughs> Scott D um, would like to know if you could invite any combination of Disney characters to Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> who is it and what beverage do you toast with oh my god who would not be annoying like who would be good to bring to Thanksgiving dinner alright so I'm going to roll back to Thanksgiving dinner from a few years ago because my family like at my house now we currently host Thanksgiving but we used to do Thanksgiving at my in-laws and my mother-in-law fancies herself a Martha Stewart clone. Hmm. So we couldn't just have normal Thanksgiving. It always had to be like super fancy and over the top. So I am definitely inviting Huey, Dewey, and Louie just to mess with her Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I guess since they're kids, we can't toast with an alcoholic beverage. So <laughs> it'll have to be sparkling cider for the kids. Yeah. Boring. Oh. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Although, you know, it is my family. I have to remember like my entire family's there. So I have to be careful with that. Rhiannon, who any Disney movie jump out at you as someone you'd want? I mean, do you want the uh, do you want the uh, Alice in Wonderland Thanksgiving? No, I kind of want to invite Gaston and see what happens. <laughs> just let's wait and see. I mean, I don't know if I have enough eggs on hand, but you know. I'm starting <laughs> to think if I. Somebody who would be fun to have around at Thanksgiving would be um, Robin Hood and Little John would be kind of fun to have at Thanksgiving. So I'm going to take I'm going to bring them. They'll probably eat a lot, though. But not more than Gaston. Them. No, not more than Gaston. Yeah, the Gaston meal is going to be pretty big. I hope that, that would... he would bring with him as a hostess gift, like a bouquet of antlers or something. Think of all the deviled eggs he would have. <gasps> Ooh. Yummy. Deviled eggs. There's the best. Um, Michael Sheehy wants to know, what would you rather have, Club Obi-Wan, Dick Tracy Club, or the club from Roger Rabbit in Hollywood Studios? Definitely Roger Rabbit. Same. I don't know. Dick Tracy would be pretty awesome, too. Like the old school, like sort of like gangsters theme. That's sort of similar to it Roger is. Rabbit. I mean, with the villains there. How great would it be they if Hollywood Studios went and brought back? Because there was that time where they were going to do more Dick Tracy and Roger Rabbit attractions. God, if they could go back and actually make that happen now. But in the form of a bar. Brilliant. Yeah, but the Ink and Paint Club would just be fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's already conceived. Like, no thought really has to go into yeah. it. Just, just do implementation. It. You think we're ever getting a sequel on Roger yeah. Rabbit? Mm. Because that might be enough to motivate like more Roger Rabbit yes. decorating and areas and possibly maybe get that bar. But. I actually say, how could it not? I mean, we've had everything else redone and revisited. But what what's the reason? I mean, you have Roger Rabbit, who is a very marketable character, who has been dormant now for how many years? Well, I think his wife is a little bit more marketable, but yeah. And that too. So, to answer your question, Dean, I think... I think it's going to happen. I think it. I, I think it will happen. 
Would you have to say Walt sent me to get in the door? <laughs> that'd be awesome. God, that'd be good. Um, favorite Thanksgiving dish, and what are we drinking on Thanksgiving? Macy's Parade or football? Bay Lake Spence wants to know those things. Favorite dish, what are you drinking, and do you like Macy's Parade or football? Dean, what you doing? Uh, favorite dish is the post-Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. Mm, oh. Strong uh, choice. Which usually consists of the turkey, the sweet potato casserole, and the homemade cranberry sauce. No stuffing? Because that stuff that comes out of the jar is bizarre to me. Oh, yeah, or the can. That. So it, It's still shaped like the can. It's just <laughs> don't eat that. Oh, so, oh no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I put jarred gravy. That's just bullshit. No, no, no. But the, the, neither the gravy nor the cranberry sauce should come out of a can. Mm-hmm. Um, drink, uh, probably some sort of a bourbon cocktail to start a uh, wine with dinner mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe beers to run the end of the night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we have all three on the menu. So we'll see what I actually end up nice. having and um, parade or football. Why do I have to choose? I can do both. Oh, I love it. Uh, the real challenge I think actually is you get to the nighttime. It's the Disney special. that's going to be on or football because those are going to challenge run, run against each other. I like that we're calling it Disney Special and not the Parade, which is much more appropriate. Exactly. Ugh. Oh, is that the? Yeah, I thought you said Macy's Parade. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. We did. I meant what you were oh, 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 referring oh. to your 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 thought. Yeah, there's that thing. I don't even know what the hell it is, yeah. but it's being hosted by the Huffs, and uh, it's on Thanksgiving night, and it is on my DVR set to tape, but it's not going to pull me away yeah, from nothing. Football game. <laughs> I'm sorry, just to change it. Nothing against the Huffs, and nothing against Dancing with the Stars or whatever. But when did they become hosts of other things non-dancing related that I need to watch? Like, come on. I don't disagree. I mean, ugh. It's, sorry. Just a rant there. Like, I, dance, great. You're Dancing with the Stars. That's fantastic. Enjoy. But why doesn't, do we have to watch the Huffs? Doesn't it have to do with What's-His-Face who hosts American Idol? Seacrest? Yeah. Out. Out. <laughs> well, no, because isn't it like he's in the closet and he's dating what's her face as Huff's brother, but it's sh- they're using her as like the beard and no? Huh. I have this no idea. Sponsored by TMZ. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea about that, but yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm I think there's a connection there. All right, well, but who wants Seacrest hosting this either? I'm, I'm not even sure. I, if it's not Neil Patrick Harris, well, I don't need a formal host. So yeah. just jump segment to I'm segment. I'm not saying that. I'm just right. saying that I think there's this sort of undercurrent theme of or, Seacrest is like the um, America's host, and now he's in bed with the Hoffs, literally oh. and figuratively. Oh well, it, or and, if you want, if you want Dancing with the Stars person, why not the actual host of Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> um, I, how great is he? You know. Anyways, anyways, um, Rhiannon, do you have a favorite dish? Yeah, I like the gizzards. Oh, well, um, I'm going stuffing, stuffing all day, stuffing. What kind of stuffing though? I believe it or not, I prefer just boxed stovetop stuffing. But do you put it in the turkey so you get like the juice or do you just like put it in a crock pot or I would say if I, I can do either way, I I actually would, if somebody's going to do it and they're willing to do it in the turkey, go for it, but I'll take it. But if yeah. I have to, I'll take it out of the I'll take it out of the oh, car box. Get those Jesus. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm with Dean. Both. I love the parade. I love showing up and having the parade already on. It's the best. The best. Um, it's on the bucket list to go see that live, or even better, to actually be able to carry one of the floats. Hey, yeah. hey, confession. 
Never actually watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, for shame. Yeah. yeah. Um, Panda O'Plenty, aka Colin, Drunkies Amazing Race champion, hmm. would like to know: My Is this new pilot? or is it? Yeah, you're. Yeah, is this new or is it a good value? Um, it's a post from Walt Disney World today about Les Celliers serving a price fixed menu for lunch. Three course offering between eleven fifteen and two thirty p.m. at Les Celliers. Did you do lunch at much? Les Celliers? I have multiple times. Three course offering. That sounds not. I uh, haven't uh, done that. Do you have a price on that preview? I do not. I'm looking for it right now. The 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 thing. It, it, it was just a tweet from Walt Disney World today. So. We may need more information on this. Uh, we may have to cover this next week. But uh, pre-fee, is that what we're calling it? Is that, the, is that what it is? That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'm going pre-fee. <laughs> pre-fee. Um, is it a good value? Probably not, Colin. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mrs. D at D, Mrs. Drunk at Disney, has a, has a Ask Sour Boner. Hashtag and family. She actually Hashtag family. She went out and she actually asked the rest of the hashtag family for – what she should do for, for a SR bonus. And I think Colin might have had something to do with it because here we go. Would you or wouldn't you drive to a strip club for a free turkey? <laughs> and is it polite to tip them in dollar bills? Because there was a story about a strip club giving out turkeys <laughs> for free. Um, would you drive to a strip club um, for a free turkey? Um, Dean, let's say we're going to drive an hour, or hour away. Would you drive to a strip club for a free turkey? I don't think I would. I don't. I don't think I want any food coming out of a strip club. Well, Rhiannon, you lost me at an hour. I mean, I yeah, have, I'm not I have no problem a with a strip club. Yeah. If you said, that's where this would came you drive from. an hour to a Publix for a free turkey? I would say no. I'm not driving an hour for a free turkey. Right. Well, that's where this came where from. There's from. a story about a, of a giving away, and it was it was literally like at least at least two hours away is well, where that was good. that this came from. So that's because no. if, of course, if my people... local strip club had free turkeys, sure, why not? But would you tip them in dollar bills as you picked up your turkey? Are you? But are you supposed to pick up? I mean, tip for a pickup? Like, what are they doing for you? Like, they're just handing you a turkey. You have to tip for that. Oh, no, um, I just no. got it texted to me that it was actually Colin's wife, uh, Melissa, who suggested this SR boner, by the way. I, was, I just was texted that right now. Um, I'm going to go with it is polite to tip in dollar bills. Yes. Yes. You got to tip something, right? Like if you go Do to you? Outback Steakhouse and pick up, don't you, aren't you supposed to tip something? Are you? I think you're supposed to tip if you pick up at like, you know, Chili's to go or whatever. I the whole point of like picking up my own food is that you're not doing any work. I'm doing the work for you. You're not serving me. You're not driving to my house. You're not clearing my table. What am I tipping you for? I think you're supposed to. Dean, what do you oh, think? Oh, fuck. Uh, I've actually had this conversation. Am I a terrible person? And... No, no, no. It's just, it's just confusing. It's, like, it's a gray area. To, to me, it's takeout. And, and takeout. Yeah. They didn't, you know, I wouldn't tip at a, a fast food restaurant, and it's kind of the same idea. Isn't it? I know. I don't, I, if I'm picking it up at a counter, they didn't, you know, they, they're getting paid for the food they produce. That's their product. Yeah. The tip is really for the service. Man. Any, it's not even being delivered. I, I, I help the delivery guy for sure. But, of course, of course. And no delivery, one's a terrible absolutely. person in this scenario, except for the person that they, I don't like these gray areas. Like, like tips on like <sighs> other types of counter service. Like, are you always, like, some counter service has a tip jar. Some doesn't. I don't. I don't like the gray yeah. area. 
I, like, I, I, I like, like you know. Every Tuesday, we do Taco Tuesday at Tijuana Flats, and they they print out your receipt, and there's a tip line, and there's a tip jar. So it's double tip potential. And I, am I supposed to tip them? Like they're not getting my food for me. They're not delivering yeah. it to me. Yeah. I don't know. Or like Jer- Jersey Mike's tip jar, or they actually ah. We're getting into a whole other area, but I'm glad. So, yeah. hey, glad this was brought up by Mrs. D. D. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm doing it wrong. So if you're Maybe. picking up a turkey from a strip club, do you tip? If Question. you do tip, I think singles are the way to tip, though. Are you picking it up it's... from somebody who is topless? Ooh, unless they have some sort of tent thing set up, like maybe a cabana they could have. <laughs> Why don't they bring it to the cabana? <laughs> but I mean, like if with they're the one-time naked, dessert delivery, are you tipping them for? <laughs> thank you for showing me your boobies. <laughs> maybe. Oh, uh, maybe yes, definitely. So if Tijuana Flats cashiers start operating topless, maybe we should start tipping. I like I, I I agree. I was just there the other day, and I did not. There was no one topless at RT on flats. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Definitely no one topless. Um, good question. Um, Dizwire, here's a good question. So Dizwire says we only got a couple more to go, and the last one is going to be Paulie, your partner over on the oh. butter and bacon there, Dean. Yeah. So we got two to go, and then we'll get there. Um, suppose you wanted to take an enemy. This is from Dizwire. Suppose you want to take an enemy to the worst that Walt Disney World has to offer. What appetizer, drink, or entree would you order? Different spots are fine. What's the worst, if you're the worst that Disney has to offer? Wow. The worst well, I'm gonna... I know the worst drink, if you don't mind me jumping in. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That's where I'm struggling. I'm not, I'm not sure on the drink. Oh, my God. What's Bud the Bud Light. No, it's Trader oh, Sam. Yeah, Trader Sam's has my least favorite drink. It's that damn red one, the tall red one. Oh, what the hell is it? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll come back. Go do an entree, and I'll be back to you. <laughs> um, how about like anything from Electric Umbrella or Cosmic Rays or something? Some like super overcooked, overpriced burger that's just like a hockey puck between two stale buns. Yeah, I mean those are. <laughs> he said burger. between two buns. <laughs> those are sort of just your generic bad counter service foods yeah. for the most part. Does that count? To- I will say the worst meal I've had on property was at the Garden Grove Buffet, mm. which is at the Swan. Oh. Uh, I think it was supposed to be like their barbecue night or something like that. And you know they, they theme out their buffet. Uh, and you know the positive was that it was a character meal. And I probably should have known that when you go into a Disney buffet and it's sparsely populated, it's probably not good. Right. Yeah. So someone else knew because usually their buffets are pretty packed. Uh, we had great character interaction because they only had to cycle through like seven tables. <laughs> but or, I mean, they pro- we were there a little bit on the later side, probably quarter was to eight. For dinner? It was for dinner, yeah. Oh. And I, I think the quarter at, when we got there at quarter to eight, they probably had not swapped out the food since five o'clock. So oh. somebody was eating it. It was it was just it was horrible. And I love the Swan and Dolphin, and I'm yeah. actually very positive about everything they offer there. Uh, but I've I've done the Garden Grove twice, and I don't know why we went back the second time. <laughs> um, and it's, you it was went awful back times. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we we did try. You're yeah, like, it, it can't I, be that bad the second time. Right. It, yeah. That must have been a bad night. You know, we're, yeah. you know, a tough experience. I, I don't like to be a food critic on one experience because right. you can just get that really good or really bad day. So I'd like to give a place at least twice. <laughs> um, yeah, that there. one's not getting a third. <laughs> you said, damn it, I should have listened to myself. You idiot. <laughs> uh, the Tahitian torch, by the way, is the worst drink at Trader oh, What is in that? Um, Baijo Dragonfire Spirit, 
tropical juices, passion fruit, and fresh lime juice. Sounds it's, okay. Yeah. It man. looks cool. It's Which glass hate, does that come in? It's a really tall, like, bamboo glass. Okay. I don't think I've had that one before. And it comes with, a, like, a red piece of, like, a red flower plant kind of sticking out of it. <laughs> flower plant. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Flower plant. Good description. Thank you. Flower I, I guess plant the average... living thing. <laughs> Organism. It, <laughs> was the was the uh, was the ask for cocktail or just beverage? Anything. It just said. Uh, okay, I, I, su- I suppose the uh, the classic one to respond there then is to send people to drink Beverly. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't hate Beverly. Um, I guess we'll for me that would be the Aquavit. Yeah. They also have a um a really bad um like lasagna at the Contempo Cafe. It's literally a at least this. And maybe they've updated. I hope they've updated it at the Contempo, but it was. And it was literally like a uh, lean cuisine meal, like in those little. <laughs> it was. It came in like a paper tray that they wow. ate the lasagna. It was so bad. So I'm gonna go with that. Um, is probably the, one of the worst too. Um, and let's see. I really also didn't like the dates from uh, Jock Lindsay's. I'm gonna use that as an app that I didn't like. I'm not a huge date fan myself, so. <laughs> and, oh, the sangria from, um, I love Maya Grill. Love Maya Grill. The sangria is terrible. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Love, love I've my- only done the, the margaritas and margarita flight there, so I haven't had the sangria yet. Ter- don't. Don't. And uh, I will pass on it now. The problem is Mrs. Drunk at Disney is a big sangria fan. But you kind of forget. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, like you forgot it was bad sangria. So you order it naturally. You're like, oh, we'll get the sangria, you know. And it comes. You're like, ah, oh, we forgot. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> so you're like, because you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a Mexican place. We'll get sangria. Why not? And you're like, oh, we should have remembered. But then I, I never want to send that back because it was my mistake. Like, I should have remembered how terrible it was. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Good question from Brian, Dirt Cheap Disney. Um, without seeing the finished product, would you trade Avatar Land right now for all the Harry Potter goodies at Universal? That's tricky. That is a very good question. I'm torn on this as well. I, Dean, are you, what's your familiarity with uh, Harry Potter World? I well, I've never been in their parks, so I have not experienced any of their rides. I have seen videos, pictures, etc. Well, you know, and I've also I'm, never seen Avatar Land, so you maybe and I'm never, right. So to me, the world's actually blind. I am going to go with knowing the success that Universal has had with Harry Potter. Let's keep it right where it is. And let's challenge Disney to step up their game because Universal has something so successful and see what they can do with Avatar Land. Plus, Harry Potter would not fit in Animal Kingdom. To me, they're just so polar opposites in every aspect. I mean, when I, granted, obviously none of us have been into Pandora yet, but when I envision it, it seems like this sort of secluded area that had it's just its own thing 
And there's something about Harry Potter that even though when once you step into either Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley or in those lands, I still feel like I'm in Universal. It doesn't feel like I'm kind of hidden by all these trees and I'm in like a special magical yeah. place. And so, I don't know. And then going back to what I was saying earlier about the whole like nostalgic, am I going to like buy a t-shirt of Avatar? I love Harry Potter. I would totally buy the merch there. Another thing with Harry Potter is that knowing what attractions they do have, they have so many and they're all great. Whereas with Avatar, I mean, we've only really kind of been told we're getting like, what, like three rides maybe? Two. Or just the two. So, you know. <laughs> is it really two? There's, there's, the, there's like the boat and there's the flying. The yeah. I think there was like some third, like whatever stupid, lame something, just like a filler. But I think there's like not. an area you can go into and like make plants grow and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so obviously it's tempting. Like she said, filler. Exactly. <laughs> so it's tempting to say, hey, sure, we'll take Harry Potter because, you know, they have all these rides. But I, I guess I am sort of enamored by the concept of this total immersive land that makes me feel like I'm away from everything. And I don't totally get that feeling with Harry Potter. But eh, tough question because I actually like Harry Potter. So. Yeah. I'm going to go with Dean on the fact that just leave it where it is. I think Harry Potter is so universal. I mean, they just kind of let Harry Potter be Harry Potter. I think Disney, it just wouldn't be the same. I think it's perfect at Universal. And I'm, I, I talked about it earlier today. I'm really excited about what they're doing with Pandora. I, in no way do I mean this to say I think Pandora will be more successful or more exciting or people will love. No one, they'll never have that same connection with Pandora that they have with Harry Potter. I mean, people wept when they walked into Harry Potter Land. You know, they 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 literally cried. <laughs> You're not going to have that at Pandora. <laughs> but I, I think hope not. Disney. No, I, <laughs> except unless it's just out. Of, Disappointment. No. Um, <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> I'm with Dean in that uh, challenge Disney to make. And I feel like, I, unless I'm wrong on this, what I'm seeing from what they're doing, I feel like they've been challenged to make this something special. And I feel like they're making it something unique. And, and I agree. So um, I'm going to go with no also. Do not swap it. So um, we had a special final SR Boner jump on the end. So we're going to do D, uh, Polly's next, which is. Skipper to Gritchie. He thought Skipper to Gritchie would be here, though. But it was Skipper to Gritchie ate coal-fired pizza. So he wants to know, cold-fired pizza at Big Thunder Mountain at the end of the trail. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I say thumbs up. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't think anybody would give up awesome coal-fired pizza at the Magic Kingdom. Sure. Dean says no. He I hates mean, good pizza. It, well, I live in connecticut so we, I, I know good pizza um i'm i'm my i have no problem if it's going to be a good place to eat i'm wondering if thematically it makes sense to have a pizza joint what at are the we end talking about thunder. it's just a good coal fired pizza at big thunder mountain railroad i i get the coal tie-in but pizza doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like um can we coal fire like chicken instead? I hate to just even bring it up because it's so much. You know, pizza brings us to like the pizza Rizzo and the Blaze Pizza uh, conversation. I don't even want to get into it. So, uh, so you're saying thumbs down, Dean, on the uh, coal fired pizza at Big Thunder well, Mountain? Well, 
it's, I'm, I'm torn because, like I said, if, if it can actually bring an edible pizza to Walt Disney World or Central Florida in general, I'm all for it. But I just I, I challenge thematically the idea of a pizza joint at the end of yeah. Big Thunder. It doesn't um, it doesn't fit the theme, but that hasn't stopped Disney before. So. I would like to yeah. bring you under to Pasquale's out by my house. It's not going to be as good as your pizza, probably. But I feel like if your pizza, let's just say it was a let's just say nine out of ten or ten out of ten, I feel like it's at least a six, which is better than anything else. So <laughs> the bar higher. If you could get a six on Disney property, that'd be acceptable. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. I feel like, but that's not, this is a Disney property though, so. No, I haven't had Blaze, so I, I can't speak to how good or bad that pizza is. But, I mean, like, I, I feel like a, you know, I, I don't want to be a pizza snob, but, like, Peppy's Pizza can be takeout for me. I live close enough. Well, and it's like, it's, it's, Blaze, it's, I'm sure it's fine, but it's like, it's like personal pizza, and I don't, I don't really want to go get a personal pizza. Like, I like slices of pizza, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, final Assar Boner is back from Mrs. D&T, which is, do you think we can get Papa Pope to join the monorail bar crawl prior to the arrival at Epcot? That would be awesome. Joe Morgan from uh, Scandal. Ah. Papa Pope. I, I don't think we can do it. No. <laughs> that would be impressive. That would be a huge get. Does he know Neil Patrick Harris? We need to get... See, I don't. The thing is, Neil Patrick Harris is coming on a different weekend. Do you think we can get Papa Pope? Hmm. Which means you should move your bar crawl to that weekend. I know we need Papa Pope. I would like to hear that voice would be awesome. So, um, I would love to get Papa Pope. In in case you don't know, that's from the the show Scandal. Papa Pope is one of the main guys, and he's actually speaking at the uh, Candlelight Processional. So, do I think we can get him? Unfortunately, not. Uh, I don't think so. We're struggling. You're gonna need to get like a, a fortuitous moment to like have him stumble across your monorail well, and and just jump on with it. That would be a great story. Clearly, awesome. the only obstacle here is the fact that he is otherwise engaged speaking at Candlelight Processional. Right. Were he to have free time in the area, naturally he would naturally. want to attend our pub crawl. Would you give him a book? Oh, sure. Yes, Obviously. you'd have to give him a book. Yeah. Right? In fact, we should maybe. We should send it. Maybe I'll send it like now in, in 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 advance. You know, we should send it in advance. Is what we should do. You should get yeah with a, the full package. Um, that brings, that brings me to the, that, that was the last. Tuesday? That was the yeah. That is a hey, holiday bundle. That was the last <laughs> SR boner. But it does bring it up that Neil Patrick Harris is auctioning off a night on the town with Neil Patrick Harris on omaze.com. Maybe. If we can get enough people to ch- chip in, we can win and have Neil Patrick Harris on the 3 o'clock parade. Or just find out who the winner is and slide them a book and see what happens. I like your idea. Because our my idea sounds expensive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can woo him instead of a night on the town, a day at the cabana. <laughs> Neil Patrick, oh man, that would be a huge get. So, so well, that is the last Ask Sour Boner this week. Um, before we move on, any final thoughts? First off, I would like to start with just thank you, Dean, for joining us. Um, we are definitely disappointed and sad that Skipper Ritchie couldn't be here, but he was traveling to see his family for Thanksgiving. So, we'd like to say happy Thanksgiving to Skipper Ritchie. Absolutely, gobble, happy gobble. Thanksgiving to the Skipper. Gobble, ooh, gobble, gobble, buddy. Um, <laughs> Um, any other final thoughts uh, from our panelist, Dean? Uh, well, thank you guys for asking me to be on. My 
absolute pleasure and honor to join you guys on the parade. I, I am no Skipper Dick Ritchie, sir, and I know that, but I hope I filled in somewhat admirably. It was lovely. We loved having you. It was not as dirty as it usually is. Less sexual innuendos. Mm. Yeah, I just mm. you know couldn't do the creepy thing to Rhiannon. In I, your in your endo. <laughs> not not my style, but uh, hopefully it was still a lot of fun. We had a good time. Yeah, we did absolutely. Thank you, Dean. Appreciate it. Uh, Rhiannon, anything? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. I I will have have to say, unfortunately, I have not been to Disney. In the entire month of October, and it will be the entire month of November. So when I return in December, I'll be long overdue. Yes, you'll be ready to go for the oh yeah uh, bar crawl. Well, I'm coming actually. And first, you're coming that. for your uh, yeah your TBD. Well, it's no longer TBD; it's now the Beast. Oh right, the Beast, right? Yeah. Kill the beast! But not him, though, because then you would have nobody to speak. That would be awkward. Don't, don't kill the beast. So. No, uh, let's see. Any final thoughts? I would like to say again, say last final time, Skipper to Gritchie, we cannot wait to see you next week. Uh, love you, buddy. And the final float will be Skipper to Gritchie eating Thanksgiving dinner with his family on the final float coming down the Main Street USA. So we will see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. See ya! Bye.